This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 212. 212, 212. I'm your host, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I am also joined here with Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Dave, how art thou this afternoonish morning? Uh, yeah, afternoon. still morning. Yeah, still not morning. Afternoon yet? I am doing great. How are you feeling? I am feeling awesome as always. And when you say great, do you mean great or just regular? I mean great. I mean it's not. It's still morning. So. I, I wish. I wish that sounded more like Tony the Tiger. So. Yeah, you sounded more like the guy from the Honeymooners. Yeah, right to the moon, Alice. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah. Uh, let's. So, uh, what? Any highlights to your week? Uh, not much. Not much nah. at all. Yeah. Just went all to right. Madison Square Garden last night. I don't, do you want to say that now or after? Yeah. Why not? I don't know when else thinking. are we going to say that? I don't know. During WWE. Nah. Let's talk about your week. Let's talk about your experience. Yeah. So I went to WWE house show last night. It was Hulk Hogan Appreciation Night, and uh, the only people I guess that were really announced were Hulk Hogan. Well, as far as that was Hulk Hogan, uh, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, the card kicked off. It wait, was wait, wait. A- before you even kick off with the card. You you get off of the? Did you actually step outside? No, I didn't. Why? Oh, I was gonna see what your what you thought of the lights. They, apparently, they lit up the entire. I, right, everyone was saying Madison that. Square Garden, they lit it up red and yellow. Everyone was saying that after I got in. I was like, son of a bitch! If I if I knew that, I would have went outside and take pictures. You should have. You should have stepped outside after. I mean, so you catch a later no, train. No, I went outside after. It wasn't lit up anymore. I don't think. Oh. Yeah. That stinks. It's weird because you would assume that the picture that says Hulk Hogan Appreciation Night would be up as soon as you as soon as you get in, instead of it saying like WWE Network or whatever on the scoreboard. Yeah, well, who do they want to promote more? <laughs> yeah, but uh, the card opened up. Bad News Barrett defeated uh, Dolph Ziggler and Dean Ambrose in a three way. Uh, it was that was a fun match, and uh, it was like they did back and forth with Ambrose taking the title and bad news Barrett taking it back but uh i guess dean ambrose got the better of that after bad news Barrett won uh after that we saw tyson kidd and cesaro defeat the new day which was xavier woods and kofi kingston another really good match um we saw the divas championship a lot of championships on the line which makes me think who was at the other house show what do you mean I think they had another house show in Florida. I'm not sure. Oh, I didn't look. I'm not positive. But I didn't look. But I mean, overall, uh, just to backtrack to New Day, how you said very good match. Does that surprise you with your inclusion of Big E in that? Uh, Langston wasn't there. He was managing. Oh, my bad. I thought for some reason I heard you say that he was in the match. No, All it was right. Woods and Kingston. And gotcha. uh, the crowd, They, they as soon as they announced that the New Day – that's why I think there was another show because the Usos would have been booked if it wasn't 
I'm sure they have to be somewhere else. To, yeah, probably. So uh, as soon as uh, New Day came out, everyone's like, boo. Like they got really, really, really loud boos. But during the match, they were getting cheered. So it's like these mixed reactions that it's always so weird. And uh, it's funny because before the show started, they made an announcement saying that for the Divas match, you're going to be able to vote. Uh, on Twitter saying like Brie yes or Brie no, whether or not she gets to stay at ringside. And oh, it was like why? a high, what was that? Why? It just, just I guess a thing. To get the fans included, I guess. Yeah. And uh, it was like a highest percentage of Brie Bella staying. And uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind so, of backfired on them with that uh, one. Maybe not though. Maybe they figured that it was just one of those like, hey, let's do this. Like, what else are they going to do? Who knows? But uh, Nikki beat Paige. And uh, after that, Chris Jericho was going to do his uh, little highlight reel. Yet he came out in trunks for whatever reason. I've never seen him do a highlight reel. Well, I shouldn't say that. I just don't recall ever seeing him that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's funny because his trunks, it's like it looks like every other pair of trunks. But now they say 2015 under under the Y2J on the front. Which, right. I don't know if you ever noticed that for like the past few years. It's been like 2012, 13, 14. I don't think I've ever noticed that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like every year it changes. But uh, Chris Jericho ended up uh, defeating Luke Harper there, which was uh, another really good match. And uh, then uh, that's when the card kind of went downhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had John Cena defeating Rusev by disqualification for the U.S. Championship. And this match was so, so, so boring. That's unfortunate. In, in my opinion, at least. I don't know how other, other people thought. But to me, the, the match starts whatever. They do, they literally were doing the same moves over and over again. It's like mm-hmm. John Cena would go against the ropes, jump, Rusev would catch him, slam him into this move. John Cena would pick him up for the attitude adjustment. Rusev wiggles out. John Cena goes against the rope. Rusev catches him, slams him into another move. John Cena picks him up for AA. Rusev wiggles out over and over again. Honestly, I'm not surprised, though. I don't understand. Like, this is going to be a WrestleMania match that was so boring. Yeah. Which, it sucks because I, I'm, I want... More for Rusev, but and hopefully John Cena puts Rusev over at Mania. I think he will. I honestly, I think that Rusev. I know in, in, at first you were kind of um, hesitant with Rusev, but I really no. Think I that was he, hesitant with the the way that he moved. It wasn't he wasn't he wasn't reacting facially mm-hmm. or anything. But he he stepped it up a lot, and I think that he's one of the he's a big heel that you could play with. Yeah, and. uh I think that's they took a break there, but uh, yeah, they must have because the next match was R Truth defeating Fandango. Oh yeah, which I, I was a fan of the match. Fandango is a great worker. I think R Truth is too. And uh, I'm still, I still go back and forth with R Truth. Uh, well, nah. uh, Rosa Mendez is awful. She's really she is so so bad at her job. What did she do to piss you off this time? She just dances and she doesn't like she. It's awful. We've seen it on TV. It's the exact same thing. It's really bad. It's even worse live. It really is. <laughs> but because uh, it doesn't look like dancing. I've seen people dance that are really good dancers. That's not dancing. That's like, 
I don't even, I, I have no no words for it. People have seen yeah. that television. You guys know what I'm talking about. I uh, think that they have to turn Fandango on Rosa and just don't give him another ballet. Have him be have him be kind of old school HBA uh, HBA HBK ish and have him like all into himself as opposed to all in, like with his valet, just without a valet. Yeah, maybe include a mirror or something. Yeah, then everyone's like HBK did this. And yeah, I'll, be like, I'll be like I'll be like March Indrak did this. <laughs> I'll be like Lex Luger did this. Yeah, which I guess Mark Indrak was more Lex Luger than HBK. Yeah, but uh, after that, Bray Wyatt came out, and uh, everyone's waiting for the opponent. Who's it going to be? Orton's music hits. Everyone cheers. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because I don't like Orton, or if Orton doesn't look like he gives a crap to be there. Mm-hmm. That match was also very boring, nice. and it's unfortunate because it, Bray Wyatt we know isn't boring. Yeah. But he has to work the style that Orton is. Yeah, and I really hated the fact that it's like, quote, not quote unquote, but Bray Wyatt, everybody, he called out Undertaker at Fastlane. So if Bray Wyatt is going to WrestleMania to face the Undertaker, why is he losing against Randy Orton in a house show at Madison Square Garden? Yeah, there really is no uh, reasoning for that. I think Bray Wyatt should have just been in the ring cutting a promo on The Undertaker because it's Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And I don't think he needed to face Randy Orton or anything, but if you were going to have him face Orton, why isn't he winning? I I agree. Up, yeah, up after that, we saw Jimmy Hart come out, and he goes, hey! It's time for the Hulk Hogan. Hulk, 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 Hulk. Why is that? Why am I saying it like that? I'm not, <laughs> is that really I'm what you sounded like? Yeah, I'm not doing Jimmy Hart impressions anymore. <laughs> it's time for the Hulk Hogan Appreciation Night. But before Jimmy Hart came out, the most disappointing thing happened when you realize that it wasn't a trampoline for Kalisto and Sankara. <laughs> I thought for sure. I was like, what? They bring out a trampoline? That has to mean Kalisto and Sankara are about to wrestle. So it was, it, uh, come on, dude! At Madison Square Garden, I want to see want to see Kalisto. <laughs> come on! Turns out it was just a picture. <laughs> it's just a, so you you mistook a picture for a trampoline. Yeah, because it's this giant. It was a giant picture. It was a giant picture, big enough that like three refs were carrying it or something like that. So that's funny. Yeah. So and also it was cool that. Uh, well, I'll say no. Well, the ropes for the the event were all were uh, red and yellow, mm-hmm. so that was cool. But and, and the the scoreboard, it was being filmed. The hard camera was on the the other side of the entrance, so like across from the entrance way. Okay. As opposed to to the right the of side. the entrance, yeah, to the right of the entrance, yeah. and uh, that was really really cool because it it, it kind of looked it. When I watched it on the scoreboard, it, it reminded me of watching old shows at Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. or or it reminded me of watching current day NXT or something like that. Even though that's from the side, it, it looked like a house show, like not a house show. It was a house show. It looked like uh, an independent wrestling show, which was uh, awesome. That was really mm-hmm. cool. Like that, I popped for that big time. 
because I wasn't expecting a camera. Because normally when you go to house shows, they I don't think they use a, a Titantron or anything to show the matches. Um, no, I, I think they do. I I don't know. I can't Not, recall. They, but they have they have it on the scoreboard. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. I think yeah. I really I, I really I really don't think that. I think now that this scoreboard is new and bigger, they they were using it. All right. I, I really I really didn't know if and it was cool because they had like they weren't exactly mini trons they were just like side and above the above the scoreboard like on the scoreboard like they had another version of the mini tron yeah which like blew my mind that they went out of their way to have like a scoreboard mini tron thing but uh jimmy hart was in the ring and uh he he had the nwo come out that being scott hall kevin ash scott hall did the hey yo and then they did the they were talking about wcw they did get the uh, scott hall did the line like are you here to see wcw and everybody booed or are yeah. you here to see the NWO? So that was cool. And uh, then uh, then they brought out Hogan. So I got to hear, well, let me tell you something, brother. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. And uh, then Ric Flair came out, basically cried but didn't cry. He just random, random rambled on. All right. And then uh, they were like, and we want to bring out so-and-so from Madison Square Garden and the photographer that's been with us for over whatever many years and everyone's booing. Like, the loudest booing probably of the night was this. And uh, and then uh, Triple H's music hit. Mm-hmm. And everybody popped for that. And Triple H's like, I'm, I'm here not as the authority, blah, blah, blah. I'm Triple H, I'm here for Hulk Hogan. I'm here so you don't boo these guys. But uh, it was cool. Then they they un- unveiled a picture that Hogan, that the that the photographer took of Hogan. It's like a famous picture, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they gave that to him. It was signed by the artist. They all took pictures, and then uh, they raised a banner up into the rafters of Madison Square Garden. What did the banner look like? Uh, well, it's on Instagram, so you can see that WWE. I posted it on Twitter. It's uh, red and yellow. I guess that's what. It, what you'd have to have for that. But yeah. it says like in honor of like 30 years of Hulkamania or something, 30 plus years of Hulkamania or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which Very was really, cool. It was really cool. Cause I wasn't expecting for there to be a banner and I'll let you know if it's still there because I'm going there tonight to see the Knicks, my first NBA game. But, uh, it was really that's, cool. To that's see. unfortunate, I guess. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> but, uh, I, I really wasn't expecting a banner to be raised at all. So it was really cool to see that and uh, to be there knowing that every time I go to Madison Square Garden and assuming, assuming it's still there, that I saw that get raised to the rafters. And yeah, I'm, seeing the, there. I'm seeing the banner now. And it's going to be there forever. It, Hulk Hogan joined the likes of Billy Joel, Elton John, who I guess Elton John's going to have to get removed now. I don't know if they removed it yet because Billy Joel broke his show record. Huh. And they have the all the retired Rangers and uh, Knicks. Mm-hmm. It's awesome stuff. And then uh, in the main event, we saw Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan defeat Kane and Seth Rollins. Good match, back and forth. Typical right. match. Which I really think, if this was like another another year or another time, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan would make a really really good tag team. Mm-hmm. That it was like there. It was. It's so. I, I really enjoy watching them tag up. 
Nah. Yeah, and that was All right. yeah, that was that. So you enjoyed the uh, the house show. It sounds like the house show is the thing to go to now these days instead of an actual live event. Yeah. I I, mean, I, I would have liked to have seen some NXT stuff, but I was completely fine seeing Yeah. Alright, so let's get into some comments and question uh, questions. Yeah, on Facebook I had asked uh, if any what did anybody want to see at WrestleMania this year? Let us know, whatever. And uh, Phil Quigg wrote in saying that he would like to see Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for the NXT Championship, uh, at least as a dark match for the fans there, because he knows that there's no chance, though. Yeah. Which, I mean, that would, that would be cool, but the problem with that, is, I mean, that's the thing. It would have to be a dark match, because if they put that on uh, as an opener or something, it's going to be, you're going to have one of those like possible Royal Rumble moments where they're just going to be so good that the rest of the card's not going to live up to it. And another thing, I feel like it's like if if they, I would absolutely go bananas if they were on WrestleMania, which I hate using that. But uh, I don't. Who says bananas? Gorilla Monsoon. It's weird. I don't know. That's the only person I know that says I'm going bananas or something like that. Okay. But uh, it's comes down to the other thing. It's like why does. No, I'm not saying they don't deserve it, but why does Sami Zayn, why does Kevin Owens, why do they deserve to be on WrestleMania as yeah. opposed to anyone else? Or and then no, it, then, then it goes but I mean, into. Like, but you have people debuting on WrestleMania often. I mean, not it, often. I mean, it's a rare occasion, but you, it's not. Uh, I can't remember the time anyone debuted on WrestleMania. You didn't Fandango. He made his wrestling debut. Yeah, they've Never already wrestled. Huh? They've already wrestled. What do you mean? Yeah, Zane? but not not on. Yeah, Zayn's been on WWE Raw. Yeah, once. But, but that's still really. that's still he made his debut. He's been up there. I He's know. good. I, I can see. I can see it. But uh, it, then it also goes into you're taking a payday from a main wrestler, a main roster wrestler. That may also not deserve to be on the card, though. That doesn't matter. Ooh, ooh. I mean, it's like oh, the, and, you're, you're taking. And don't forget, they have the the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which is going to incorporate a lot of the wrestlers that you're speaking of. Which that'd be awesome to see. Like, oh, oh my God, Adrian Neville's in this. Adrian Neville just debuted at WWE or something like that. I, I think we're more likely to see an NXT wrestler enter the that Battle Royal than anything else. Right? Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, I, I, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah, I think that that's more likely to happen. Um, all right, next question, comment is from Ryan. The last episode was awesome, guys, as always. I'm pretty sure you guys saw the whole hashtag give divas a chance thing and Vince McMahon tweeting that they hear us and that, uh, and that we should keep watching. So my question is, why they, uh, why do they, wait, why are they doing something that trended for one night? But cannot comprehend how much we want Daniel Bryan after weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and weeks of arenas wanting nothing but him. Shoot Wrestling Podcast, now Mondays over, at, uh, over on tswpodcast.weebly.com. Uh, and this is from at Ryan Davis, K-O-W, the whole shebang. Also, follow up. What color is the dress? All right, so let's start with the most important thing coming out of this. Brandon, what color did you see? The, there's no other color to see. 
I don't see how anyone else is seeing blue and black. Yes, well, the dress some science behind it. No, yeah, that's I, I didn't. I didn't get to read it. I the the dress itself is blue and black, but I think the picture that was posted oh. was overexposed, or uh, the the hue is off, or something like that. So no matter how you look at it, the the picture is white and gold. Yeah, I saw white and gold. And this All is coming right. from a kid, the kid that's colorblind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as a pro, yeah. Um, so give Divas a chance. Well, I think that they, I think that it's stupid. I think that the fans are really gonna regret hashing, uh, getting this trending and everything. You mean hashtagging? Yeah, hashtagging uh, give divas a chance. I think that they're going to regret it once they do get more divas because then they're going to be like, why are they giving divas uh, five to ten minute matches when it should be given while wrestlers like Fandango and Ryback, or well, not Ryback anymore, but Axel aren't getting used, or Zack Ryder or Adam Rose, and it's going to, or even Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. It's going to be one of those things. Why are they getting matches and they aren't? So I feel like fans are very hypocritical. They're going to do this and then go against it. They did the same thing with Roman Reigns. They, they chanted for Reigns. They loved Reigns. We want Reigns. They got Reigns. And now they, they really dislike Reigns. Fans have no idea what they truly want. It, what they want is temporary. And temporary isn't good enough. Temporary doesn't sell anything. So I just think that it's one of those things that... I hope it doesn't lead to something, because AJ spoke out against Stephanie McMahon about this, basically. I hope AJ just doesn't come back. After speaking up and everything, she's becoming like a CM Punk. But it's like, maybe that's why, maybe they're building her like that. Maybe it's not a, a shoot thing, maybe it's just a work, because it's pro wrestling, we mm. don't know anything. From what I read, they were furious, Stephanie was furious, and... All of that stuff, but like you said, it's pro wrestling. Who knows? Um, as per the Daniel Bryan, they did listen. They do listen. Look at last year. Look at WrestleMania last year. They listened. It's just come on. We no, don't. No, but they took a long, long time for that. Yeah, and it was perfect because it got everybody to watch. But everybody was, also, was tuning, everybody was. But there were also points. But there were also points where you would complain and be like, "I, why are we still? I don't give a shit about this anymore." But like, there were actual times where people were, they were just getting sick and tired of why aren't you doing this now with Daniel Bryan? So I agree, it, I agree, same, but they still, but they still tuned in every week to go to see well, uh, what the authority or whatever you would call it back then was going to do to Daniel Bryan. Right. And how they were going to hold him back. But in the same sense, I could see them. It's like, it's. I see. I see that more of a money maker, for what they did. I don't know. I mean, currently, I don't want. I mean, I disagree. Um, maybe consider me one of the few people. I don't want to see Daniel Bryan in the spotlight right now. I want to see that time off. I, I want think, to see. I that. think where he is right now is really good. I, so. I agree, and we'll get more to where he, I guess, is currently. But with the divas, I just, I really do hope they give them a chance, and it's not something that fans end up complaining about, and it's not something like more Cameron or. Well, the, like that's that. the that's the thing. They're not booking them properly. I mean, giving them thirty-one seconds for a match doesn't give enough for Emma to get a fan base. I mean, Paige can't. Paige and the Bellas can't do anything with thirty seconds. But even still, they have to figure out how to properly book these women. I mean, you have women like Bailey, 
uh, Becky Lynch and all these other ones that how are you going to fit them in on the main roster if you don't even know what you're doing with your main roster? You have, right. I mean, you have three of them really as valets with occasional wrestling. And I don't know. Who? They have to do something with it. Who? Uh, Naomi and uh, Natalia. I mean, oh, okay. with the, as them being occasional valets, but they need to figure out more feuds with these women. And make it mean something, too. Yeah, it has to And has like some. I said, like I said previously on the show, and not always be I don't want you talking to my boyfriend. Yeah, less cattiness. Yeah. Less cattiness. Have it mean something. Have it do something. And when you have it mean something more, their acting skills that they don't have replace or are replaced by the wrestling. So You know, uh, I think it all went downhill. I mean, they, they're really at a low point right now. It's like they rebuilt. They had the, uh, the model contest or whatever, the diva contest. Yeah. And that's where everything started going downhill for the divas division. Once that started happening, because they were going after models and not pro wrestlers. And that's where it started going really bad. I mean, you, it was completely, you didn't have your Trish Stratuses. You didn't have your Litas. You didn't have your people, your female wrestlers that were well-developed. But we got had, people who were decent out of that sometimes. Uh, but but not at the, not on pro wrestling status. You would get some sex appeal woman that was okay. I mean, the only exception would be someone like uh, Kelly Kelly, who who you watch kind of develop into a pro wrestler. But that she's a very rare case. And now that they have it built up, but I mean, if you it's look going at, back down, if you look at somebody like um, uh, what's her name, Layla, she came from there. Uh, yeah, but I'm not impressed with Layla. I'm not impressed with Michelle McCool. Uh, I've never been a fan of them. But I, I, but I mean, like back then, it was not not, not Maria either. No, but back then they were good because uh, um, they weren't good. But now it wasn't good because they weren't pro wrestlers. Now that they have pro wrestlers, they're not good because of the storylines and the lack of creativity with this with those storylines and the matches. I mean, I'm going to talk a lot about that SmackDown match with Naomi and Natalya and how, be- how amazing it was once we get down to SmackDown. But yeah. let's get on to the next comment. Up next is from B. Martin B. He goes on to say, Hey guys, great show as always. And for the circus, I will have five new signs that I've spent hours working on in preparation for this event. But I don't want to spoil anything. And uh, I believe this year's Psycho Circus has the potential to be one of the best Psycho Circuses cost of the stacked card. And, uh, or because that, that they have. I don't know why I read that wrong. But uh, follow me on Twitter at MYWC underscore sign guy. Also, what color is the dress? <laughs> yeah, um, gotta agree with him with the NYWC Psycho Circus, the 13th happening. Uh, on the 28th, which I guess if you release it today, it's going to be tonight in Deer Park, New York. They do have a stack card. Um, I don't know. We spoke about it last week, but they have Nice, Gulak, Papadon, big O goal for the championship against Flawless Blake Morris, and a ton more. They got the Psycho Circus match with barbed wire, chairs, ladders, steel cage, the Deadly Sinners versus Team, uh, Team Mikey Whipwreck, so much more. Um, but I agree. I think it's going to be an awesome event. Visit nywcwrestling.com. 
And uh, go check it out in Deer, Deer Park if you're listening to this on the 28th of February. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into Fastlane talk, correct? Yeah, a lot from the FedEx Forum in Memphis, Tennessee. WWE Fastlane. Still nobody knows how it's spelled. Yeah, still nobody. All right, so the opening contest. Well, opening even match. before that, we had the pre-show where Ms. TV oh, yeah. happened with uh, – and he made Damien Mizdow sit in the corner. And his guest was... I, but yeah. No, it's his, stupid. His guest was Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman was saying the same exact thing. Yeah. That it he was said stupid. Every, it's been saying since uh, the blizzard. It was very stupid. I don't understand. All right. Now yeah. the opening contest. We had the authority, Seth Rollins, Big Show, and Kane... Teaming up to defeat Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan, and Ryback. I was a fan of this match. I liked how Big Show nailed the uh, KO punch to uh, Ziggler while in the uh, in the ter- uh, in the corner. I, I was a fan of it. I thought that it was a good match to open with. Yeah, obviously, because Dolph Ziggler was out there stealing the show. Yeah. Uh, up, up next, we had Goldust defeating Stardust. What are you eating? I have a Ricola because my uh, throat yeah. started to go. Yeah, he needs it. I was like, um, I was wondering, like, this must sound so stupid. <laughs> yeah, like, I like it's funny because your voice starts to, like, you could see the trend, well, the uh, transition of it. Um, yeah, Goldust picked up the victory, like you said, but with a little bit of uh, controversy, I guess. Well, no, controversy at the end of the match where Goldust was, got the pinfall on Goldust, on Stardust. The referee never counted that third, uh, that third fall. Yeah, so Stardust know. is still in fast lane. No, yeah, that was an actual joke. Yeah, no, I got it. Um, but I, I, I it was a good match. Do you think that this is? Yeah, it was a good match. Do you think that this uh, ending was a planned or? I don't a know. Punch? I have no idea. I'm, I I gotta say that it's. I think it's more of a botch just for the fact that they haven't really played up on yeah, it. They didn't mention it on Raw. So I think it may have been a botched moment. Um, and it's unfortunate because the match, like you said, was very good. So to have an ending like this, it's not it's not satisfying. And there were a lot of bad ref moments on this card. Like I'm not I'm not a referee. I'm not a pro wrestler. You know, not everybody's Corey Price. Yeah. I mean, and you could go check out referee Corey Price in his new T-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com, where you should go buy uh, maybe 15 of his T-shirts. Yeah, they feature my Price. drawings. What's that? They feature my drawings, so definitely. Yeah, go they check feature it out. Brandon's drawings, so and a uh, good old Kyle Brad. So go check it out. Um, next up, you had Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. Oh, oh, and then I think also after Goldust and Stardust, uh, Stardust actually went backstage and uh, right that happened. He defeat he beat down Goldust. And I don't know. This is where we started walking away from the from the computer. Uh, let's go with that. He did that afterwards. Let's just say right. that. I, that might not have happened, but let's just say that he did. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had your tag team championship on the line. The Usos defended against Cesaro and Kid unsuccessfully. Cesaro and Kid, your new tag team champions. Very entertaining match. That one single-legged, uh, um, yep. uh, what is it? The single-legged crab? Or no? no, no. But what is it? The big swing. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, the single leg big swing that uh, Cesaro did. Oh was right, and then it awesome. went into the big, and then went into the grab or no? I don't believe so. 
I feel like I've seen that before. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that happened. Man. Cool spot. Uh, good tag team action. Tag team wrestling is alive in the WWE. Don't so. jinx it. Yeah. Anything else to say about it? That was a good match. Fine win. Um, <laughs> yeah. Probably. Uh, do I want to say that? Man. I don't, don't, don't want to say match of the night or anything, but it's pretty up there. All right, well, next up, you had Nikki defending her Divas Championship against Paige. Um, a good match. Nothing bad with it. I mean, nothing special with it, but it was good. They yeah. both they both put on a good match. And here's... Not annoyed with it. Here's my gripe is the ending where Nikki grabbed Paige's tights. Quote, unquote. Yeah, which is what my fingers were doing, but you can't see that on the show <laughs> because it's a podcast or an online listening experience. But yeah, they said it was with the role of the tights because you know she's the heel and everything. But it, it was a if you wanted to go with that, then don't cut to that turnbuckle uh, camera that they just installed and show us that it wasn't a pull of the tights. But I think at first it was, and then Nikki let go or something. I don't think it was at all. When I, was I, watching, really think, I, I, I really think it was. I think she went right over, right over her buttocks region, and I don't think that there was any uh, grabbing of the tights. But um, next up, you had Bad News Baird defending his Intercontinental Championship against Dean Ambrose. Picked up the victory via DQ. What do you think? I guess I'm fine with it, but I mean... I think it's bad booking for Bad News Barrett. I mean, I think what's the since, point of... Since him the, getting the championship, it's been bad booking. I know. What's the point of him being the IC champion and building up his character and building up him as a pro wrestler when he's constantly losing and getting pretty much the the shaft from uh, wrestlers like Dean Ambrose, R-Truth, and all these other guys that are kind of like belittling him. Especially in the same sense where, because Bad News Barrett came into this match without the championship. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that. Just because it, but it really does bring back a lot of, they've done this all before. Like where Stone Cold stole the IC championship from The Rock and uh, ended up throwing it into the, the, the water. That wasn't the Intercontinental. Yeah, I believe, I thought it was. So they did that twice. I don't know. I thought I do remember someone stealing the IC belt. I thought. I don't, I don't know. know. I remember the Rock threw Stone Cold title in there. I thought the Rock, the Stone Cold threw the Rocks. I guess we'll check it out after. No, I think but, they both. I don't know. I have no idea actually. Yeah, but all right. So next up, you had Rusa pick up a victory over John Cena, defending his U.S. championship. Um, what do you think of this ending where Cena's just passed out, no tapping? Uh, I was fine with it, except for when everybody else was like, oh, Cena, you gave up. No, no he didn't. didn't. Yeah. Sorry, he didn't give up. He doesn't give up. That's John Cena's way. Um, I think that Cena could... I mean, I'm happy that he passed out because this does lead to a match at WrestleMania. And I, like I said, I didn't want to see this uh, feud with John Cena just end... After one pay-per-view. Wow. So that, I'm happy that this carries over. That was John Cena's first submission loss since uh, No Way Out 2004. Wow. Well, you see, they John Cena, who's been the top guy in pro wrestling for a long time, 
if he's willing to put someone like Rusev over in a victory like this, I mean, obviously you see something that a lot of people don't maybe see. Um, yeah. Next and, up, and, but well, during the match, uh, John Cena got low blowed behind the ref's back, yeah. so that that also that led to the accolade. And I feel like that's an act that doesn't really um, that not enough heels use. They did the same did, spot last night too. Did they? Like I, I'm a big fan of that, where a heel will use like a low blow or distracting the referee to do like that Ric Flair mule kick. Like I'm a f- big fan of those heel tactics, and they don't use it enough. Yeah, um, to get over as a heel. Uh, before we talk about the main event, uh, we should talk about uh, what the what is that? Are you kidding me? You hear the dog barking, right? No. Oh, okay. So maybe it won't show up on the show, but <laughs> this is dog barking loud as can be outside my my window. No. Right. But uh, maybe there's Timmy's trapped in a well or something. But uh, also, uh, we saw Triple H in the ring uh, to to call out Sting, and uh, I guess. The lights went out. Sting came out. Why am I? Oh no, that didn't rhyme. That was the same word. You're right over there. Yeah, no, I was just thinking because I said ring and sting that rhymed, and then I said out and out, but out and out are just the same word. So, oh. but uh, Triple H ended up uh, coming out, and uh, Sting came out with the, the. He got what Triple H grabbed the, the sledgehammer, and Sting had his baseball bat. Yeah, it, there was a lot of. Uh... Um, a lot of, I, I was a fan of this segment. It took a little bit too long, but for what they were going for, I'm just, okay just, with it. Just there like, a, just like me describing the segment. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. No, you did a great job. Um, but yeah, like Sting had his bat, Stone, um, Stone Cold, Triple H had his sledgehammer. But, but sled, Sting, uh, Sting had the, the baseball bat to Triple H's throw back in the corner. Triple H had the sledgehammer in his hand. Who was in the more optimal place to get hit? It was Sting. All Triple H had to do was swing a left or swing a right, I mean. Yeah, but when he has a baseball bat against your throat, I'm fine with this. You the swing way that a it's right. Down, it's, don't look too much into this pro wrestling. Right, obviously not. But um, then, uh, so Sting, it's not a, a brawl in the streets. But yeah, Sting, it was Sting very took, good. Sting, Sting pointed took, to the yeah. WrestleMania sign, challenging pretty much without speaking, challenging Triple H to a match at WrestleMania, Trible H accepting. Um, no, no, I'm well, not. We didn't find that out right away. Well, me, you know, it's going to be. Yeah. Well, obviously, it showed after that that the match is on. But but um, Triple H I, tried. Triple H tried to attack Sting from behind, and Sting, I think, swung his bat, and uh, yeah, then he hit the Scorpion Death Drop. So yeah, and, and was, then I guess later on it was made official. Yes, yeah, I was one of those wrestlers where you can, where you don't have to say anything in his presence. He is one of the rare wrestlers. Him and Undertaker, maybe. Where his presence alone uh, speak words that will just shake the entire pro wrestling industry. It, I, I think it's really just Hitman Undertaker currently that can do that. Where they could just, uh, their power of their gimmick and their, uh, the way that they are. It's just what? so power. It's just overbearing and they don't have to say anything. They don't have to act. They don't have to flinch or anything. And you know exactly what's going on. Didn't Triple H do that that one year too? I don't believe. All right, so that oh yeah no on to the main event. Well, also I wanted to mention the Bray Wyatt segment where yeah. uh, Druids came out and uh, they had the Druid music and then the gong hits and uh, they had wheeled out a casket and 
the gong hits and uh, what comes out of the casket, but it's Bray Wyatt. And then Bray Wyatt challenged Undertaker officially. So, yeah, it was very entertaining. So, uh, yeah, take it away to the main. Yeah, so the main event, we saw Roman Reigns defending his WWE World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania against uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, Roman Reigns picked up the victory here. The right man won. I couldn't agree more. The right man won. And I liked... The match itself was really, really good. So this, I guess, might have been the match of the night. Which I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if everybody... Yeah. And I hope everybody else liked this match because it was really good. And, you got to uh, take all of your hatred away from the fact that Daniel Bryan isn't being booked, fantasy booked the way that you want him to. Take all of that away. This is a really good match. Yeah. And I, I liked after after the match, Bryan... Uh, Daniel Bryan went up to Reigns and shook his hand and said that you better kick his ass. Yeah. All right, so what, let's get on to... What I didn't like, though, what? after all that happened and Roman Reigns is celebrating, Roman Reigns, big main event, going to WrestleMania to face the champion Brock Lesnar. Commentary sitting here talking about Triple H, Sting, Undertaker. Dumb. Like, what? I don't get, like, why? How does that mm. make sense? It doesn't. Oh, we also forgot to mention, uh, during that opening contest with uh, Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan, Ryback, and the authority, that after the match, Randy Orton returned. Yeah, that is, uh, we did forget that. And Randy Orton hit the RKO on some members of the authority, and uh, yeah, Rollins... Yeah, he hit on uh, Noble. Yeah, Rollins ran out, Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan, Ryback, nowhere to be found. Yeah, it it was just like spotlight Randy Orton. Forget the rest of the team. Forget the fact that that uh, Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan, and Ryback just did work and lost. But or did they win? I forget. No, they lost. Yeah, Authority they won. lost. Right, and just they're nowhere to be found. That yeah. that makes no sense either. I yeah, honestly, at least Randy Orton's in the position that he deserves to be in. What does that it's mean? Not, I mean, like, he's not in the championship scene. I don't think he should be in the championship scene. I'm happy that with him being in a, a feud with the authority. Right. Like a side feud. I'm good with that. Um, all right, so let's, so go, let's to, go on to Monday Night Raw. Damn. Monday Night Nitro. Yeah, it sounds muppety, but I'm fine with that. I didn't want to risk it. It's good that you got that cue, though. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, Randy, Randy Orton opened. Up. <laughs> Randy, Randy, Randy opened. opened. Randy opened up Monday Night Raw <laughs> and called out Seth Rollins. Uh, everyone in the Authority, but Rollins and J and J came out, and uh, they they all tried to. Well, not I shouldn't say they all, but they tried to get him to join the Authority, which ended with Orton accepting the Authority's invitation to a business meeting in the back. Which, for some reason, it couldn't just take place right then and there. And for some reason, we're allowed to watch in on this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and for the most part, um, they, they were all there. And all Triple H had to do was get Rollins to be out there. And I think, I, I think we needed more time with Orton away because I was bored. <laughs> yeah. And and then later on in the, the meeting, later on in the night, Kane and Rollins were against it, uh, against giving Orton a chance to be in the authority because of what happened at Fastlane. 
And, oh, I think Kane took an RKO too. Did he? I'm almost certain. I'm not positive right. though. But no, I don't remember. That's when Orton accepted to uh, come back to the authority, and then the the main event was made, and uh, which right then and there, I'm like, right. Yeah, it was going to be the authority versus Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. I'm like, right. Randy Orton is right. Okay. Like, this is so believable. Thanks for writing something good, guys. <laughs> and uh, and just, like, I'm so sick of the fact that the Authority is taking up so much TV segments. Yeah. But like, it they is they the main, open... I mean, it is the main uh, storyline of Raw, though. But it's Or at not, least that's what they want it to be. They want it to be the, the Randy Orton storyline. And if it's not going to be John Cena, it was going to be the Authority. Uh, yeah, well, that, I just... I don't get it. Something that I did get and that I was a fan of... And I back and forth though. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, the opening match, defeated the IC champ Bad News Barrett in a non-title match. Back and forth because of Bad News Barrett's losses. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I, I think that that Bad News. I don't get why Bad News Barrett can lose uh, to Ziggler, but Dean Ambrose can't lose his matches against his foes because of Bad News Barrett distracting him. I feel like Wade Barrett, ever since becoming uh, Intercontinental Champion, like every time he's Intercontinental Champion, I think uh, this is his fifth run. Yeah. I think every single time it was like him winning, like build up, build up, build up, and then just mm -hmm. low, 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 low. The only good thing, I don't want to say good thing, but the only thing that comes out of this, this kind of, every time that this happens to Bad News Barrett, he gets injured somehow. And then he gets to come back and restart that entire, oh, he's coming back, bare-knuckle fighter, all of this stuff. And then it's just a repeat circle. Yeah, it's just running the circle. It's probably been happening for five years now or whatever. Yeah. It's but, just bad booking, injury, come back to this big hype, bad I, booking, injury, return I, to this big hype. All right, sorry. Yeah. I, I kind of like it, though, because, I mean – not in the same sense of like how adults should like something, but it's kind of Looney Tunish. Yeah, I agree with you. Or Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. What about the Looney Tunish that happened during this match? Our Truth was on commentary, and he, um, no, that wasn't during this, but he was on commentary. Yeah, Our Truth was saying that uh, he should be number one contender because he beat Wade Barrett and he didn't cheat to win. And Ambrose cheats to get things done. That's why Ambrose has the championship and our truth our truth doesn't steal things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the what they're pushing with that. I don't know I don't why know. they're pushing that so hard. Yeah, but it was it was very funny. And then Dean Ambrose came out after the match, uh, with the IC belt in hand. I, I thought it Booker T's like, man, Dean Dean Ambrose didn't do anything wrong. Like yeah, yeah he, he he stole a championship. That's not his. <laughs> you like, man, possession only nine tenths of the law, man. Tell like, that what? to crime time. <laughs> what does that um, mean? I don't know because they always they always did that stuff that gimmick. Oh, I thought they got stealing. fired for stealing. Yeah, that, I remember they took. Uh, yeah, they, they always did that stealing gimmick when they stole a box of merch and threw it to the crown. Yeah, um, but then Dean Ambrose talked to Bad News Barrett. Ziggler still in the ring. Ziggler and uh, Dean Ambrose having a little little stare down because Ziggler was staring at that title. Dean Ambrose hitting him with a – well, not hitting well, him with a shoulder him. block, yeah, he but he – Yeah, shoulder bumped him on the way out of the ring. Which and, I, um, I immediately tweeted out asking for a six-man ladder match for the title at Mania. 
Yeah, so this is definitely uh, Andrew. I was entertained by this. Yeah. Something. All right, so next up, you had primetime players teaming up to take on the Ascension. Um, I was really anticipating Titus O'Neill turning on Dan- Darren Young and just like making right for uh, the bad booking from last week. And it's funny because Michael Cole sat there trying to explain why the primetime players are back together. But it's like there's no reason. You can't you can't yeah. explain bad booking. Can we be honest right now? Meaning is the only reason that they put them together back together is because it's a black tag team? I mean, and they don't really they don't have a black tag team. Dear WWE. Like, why I is could, it Black History Month and you guys don't have a black tag team? Right? I could uh, definitely I, don't know. I mean, honestly, I could see that be, I mean, I could see Vince McMahon uh, saying something like that, I could see this being a a reason behind their booking of them putting putting them together, as opposed to maintaining that feud of them um, of that Titus O'Neil turning on him. I could definitely see that being a reason. But and I'm know, not. But you know what's really funny hmm. is because the new day is there, and <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah. even a thought in your head because the, when are they used? That's that's the thing. They're not. I mean. Yeah, yes. they're more of a trio than a, a tag team, but yeah, and yes, they are. They're relevant, but they're not like they're not relevant though. Yeah, exactly. They're, um, they're not. Was, it's they're not going to be a tag team that's like a set tag team that'll work this match, work that match. It's going to exactly. be. It's going to be. They're they're there. I think more for. I don't even know what they're Still there it. for. Yeah, they're, the, they're they're there because the same reason why Ryder and Fandango and which just sucks. It there. just sucks so much because that goes back to, I guess. I guess since the beginning of this show, yeah, that I really, really felt that Kofi Kingston could have been WWE champion at that one point. I, yeah, and um, I still believe you just got to build him up, but yeah, now you're gonna have to build up a lot more than before. Yeah, um, but there was one part where Darren Young hit a belly to belly, and it didn't look good at all. It kind of had me uh, cringe a little bit just because it looked a little dangerous. It was just like a belly to belly that he did. And it it just looks like he did it to Connor O'Brien. That's his name, right? Connor O'Brien? No, it's just Connor. Connor. And <laughs> he did it to him and he didn't really jump for it or anything. So I was anticipating him pretty much landing flat on his head. So but that's what really all I took away from this. Before the match, I think, was the the worst part, where the Ascension cut the promo and it was basically they're just putting down the bushwhackers. Even though they weren't announced yet. Right. Well, they were on WWE.com, I mean, yeah. but on the show. But the bushwhackers were the, are the newest inductees to the WWE Hall of Fame. And uh, Ascension just shot on them. And yeah. later on in the night, WWE and commentators acted as if we didn't just hear that promo. They're like, oh, find out who's the next inductee. It's like, no. No, we, 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 we already know because the Ascension just cut a whole promo. It's like, oh, yeah. you guys forgot about that, though. We don't remember. What do you think about Bushwhackers as the – since you mentioned it and everything, Bushwhackers as in the Hall of Fame. Are you a fan or no? I think it's a very, very odd choice. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like if you ask most people, it's a terrible choice. And then you ask them, oh – how long have they been in the business? I don't know, since the 90s? Since the late 80s, maybe? Nah. No, they, they debuted in 64. Wasn't it 67? No, 64 they debuted. So, I wrote down some facts to... Like, I, I think that they're a worthy pick of the Hall of Fame because, honestly, back in the back in the day, they were 
such a po a fan popular uh, tag team. I mean, you can't get any more baby faced than the Bushwhackers coming out. Like everybody in the audience would do the Bushwhacker walk, and they I, like. I was always a big fan of the Bushwhackers. I know Salute was a big fan of the Bushwhackers. People don't know like, who Salute is. You can't just drop they a name. They should. <laughs> um, but every like, and they do have a lot of championship victories. I mean, from the Stampede Wrestling to WWC, but not WWE. I mean, they were a part of uh, the Dudleys in ECW for like one show, probably, where they were announced as Luke and Butch Dudley. They were against Carl and uh, Steve. I mean, you remember that match, right? Who's Carl and Steve? Come on. Carl Winslow, Steve Urkel. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, my God. Yo, I forgot I'm about that. Matters. I mean, there's a reason why they put the Bushwhackers <laughs> against Carl Winslow and Steve Urkel. It's That's because hilarious. they were the most – they were over. And it's crazy because if they actually – if they made their in-ring debut in 64, that's an over 50-year career. Exactly. I mean, and, they, and, and Luke is still going too. Yeah, they picked up their first... I'm not their, saying they were ever good, but... They debuted out at WrestleMania 5, and pick, uh, there was their first pay-per-view match, and they picked up a victory over the fabulous Rogue... Uh, there you Rogue go. There's one person to debut at WrestleMania. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I, I think that they're a fine fit for as a tag oh. in the Hall of Fame. And I don't think that this is on a Coco Beware level, because Coco Beware never had that popularity... That Dude, Bushwhackers. everybody did the bird, man. Everybody did the bird. I don't know. Bushwhackers had they. You would tune in, and you would legit. It would be like you would tune in, and then they, you would cut to uh, a cutscene of Bushwhackers with Bobby the Brain Heenan or Gorilla Monsoon, and you wanted to watch it because it was legit. It was funny. That's it also. Was I, was gonna, I was going to say or Mean Gene, and I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised Gene wasn't there last night at the Hulk Hogan Appreciation Night. You know, maybe he's just asking too much about too much for booking now. Yeah, I, I mean, Eugene is a high commodity. I I, I do hope to. Uh, I I feel like the only person to induct them are is Mean Gene. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I like, think there's nobody. Like, they did so much with Mean Gene that there's like nobody else. Yeah, I mean, it seems like everyone else that they've been associated with has passed on. Right. So, I mean, I, I think Mean Gene is a good pick. I agree with you. But I, I'm fine with this. It's a way to, I guess, get a tag team in there. And uh, and they really, they were probably, they, they I would say they're probably the most famous from New Zealand. Oh, yeah. With, I I agree with you. So and that I, that leads to also maybe they're, they're launching the network in New Zealand. So <laughs> it's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I think that they... I think that is a good fit, especially because, yeah, there's a few other tag teams that you want in the Hall of Fame, but they're a lot bigger names. And then it's like, and I and I hate, I also, I really hate, it's like, why are the Bushwhackers getting inducted? Where's Bam Bam? It's like, that's a different fit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, this is the tag team that you, I mean, they usually always have a tag team inducted. Not, not always, though. I mean, for the most part. Or at least it seems like it. I mean, yeah, Bam Bam will be, get in, but do you really want to see Bam Bam get inducted in California? I want to see him get inducted on the East Coast, well, where I'm you have something at WrestleMania 29. Amen. <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, you have to pick and choose when you induct these people. Like, I really hope that they do a WrestleMania over in the UK. That that I, that could never happen, though. They've Unless, done 
They've yeah. done pay-per-views in the past on over yeah, there. Yeah, but WrestleMania, um, I think, is too big now. I don't know. I would love it because I think that that would get – I think that would sell out. Obviously, it would sell out. People I mean, would still come from all over the world. I think it would get even a bit better reaction than my uh, current WrestleMania is in the States just because of the crowd that we know of the UK and how – I'm not a huge are. fan of the, the UK crowd, though. Oh, I, I, I love it. I love the UK. I just feel like they chant stupid things at, at parts where it's like, we get it. Get over yourself. You're British. We know. Um, I'm a fan of it. But, All uh, right. So let's. Um, so following up with tag team. Oh, no, no. You had the Roman Reigns promo. Yeah, Reigns was uh, sp- speaking about uh, winning the Royal Rumble and his uh, match against Daniel Bryan. And how he defeated him and how he's going to WrestleMania. And how, meaning that he won the Raw Rumble, he should have never had to face Daniel Bryan in the first place. Which, I guess, is stupid because he really shouldn't have. But, I guess he put himself in that old in That's that something position. kind of like heelish to say. But, uh, Daniel Bryan came out and basically put Reigns over huge and congratulated him. Which was huge. Hopefully, I didn't see this segment. How did it translate with the fans? Were the fans cheering for this or did they not accept it? Uh, it was... I guess maybe at first they were not having it, but I guess after a while it was mixed. Okay. That's like last night at the Garden. Very, very mixed for Reigns. Mm-hmm. Which I was surprised. I thought everyone was going to be booing, but it was it was more, it was like split down the middle, I'd say. All right. Well, hopefully Roman Reigns will get more. I mean, obviously at WrestleMania, I expect Lesnar to be the uh, treated as if he was the face of the match. Yeah, because it's WrestleMania, but... Yeah, I can't see Lesnar getting booed. But, uh... Daniel Bryan asked Reigns to kick the crap out of Brock at WrestleMania. So hopefully, I guess this could, that, that I think that's a good way to build uh, Reigns as a monster. Yeah. That, that I, could actually I'm, go up against uh, go up against Brock and beat him. I'm, I'm good with it. And uh, after that, Paul Heyman came out as Daniel Bryan walked away and uh, congratulated Reigns. But then he went into that 21-1 rant and I got bored. Yeah, of course. It's that, I don't understand. Like everyone's like, oh, there's like hot fire spitting from Paul Heyman's mouth. Blah blah blah. This is great. You have to check it out. <laughs> but then if you check it out, watch the promo for him from two months ago. It's the same thing. I don't get it. I think one of the Fans. worst things. I think one of the worst things to happen was uh, Brock Lesnar beating Undertaker. Because how many times do I have to hear him say twenty-one and one? You can't beat. I'm the one in the one. In For the I think it's kind of crappy because Paul Heyman, we know, is a legend on the mic, and for them to be writing, I'm sure that this is completely scripted. That they're not letting Paul Heyman go off script. Um, but I feel like the creating of this entire 21 and one, and my uh, my client, and all of that stuff, I feel like it's poor booking of Paul Heyman. In a poor use of his abilities. But what would you say if you found out that it was Paul Heyman doing that? I would be very, I would actually, I would be very surprised because Paul Heyman is a, is, as I said, legendary on the mic. So I would be very surprised that he would be repeating uh, himself and going in circles. Yeah. Um, Next up, you had another tag team action. Um, You had the Usos defeating Cesaro and Kidd by DQ. Uh, I was I was impressed with this match. This was a great tag team match. Um, it was a not it was a non title match, I believe. Uh, no, it was for the title. Oh, it was for the title. Okay. Um, there was a part where 
one of the Usos had, I think, Tyson Kidd tied up in Tree of Well, and then he nailed a flying headbutt to him from the other turnbuckle. I thought that that looked really cool. I haven't seen that before. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess you have more to say about the match. Yeah, that elbow drop from Tyson Kidd? From the outside? Um, no, into the ring to break up the, the oh, yeah, nut well, pin of Cesaro. That's How? From, isn't that from the outside? What do you mean? I'd say to the outside to break up the pin. Yeah. Didn't he come from over the rope to do that? Oh, no. I, th- I think he came off the turnbuckle. Turnbuckle. Yeah, that's that. from the outside. Or from, yeah, well, outside the ring. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess my definition is different than yours. Yeah. I <laughs> thought that double drop was beautiful. That was spot on and... It was just perfect. But this entire match with Natalia and Naomi going at it too, I was a big fan. There was a lot going on, and I could watch a match like this throughout Raw. Yeah, and uh, the match, I guess, came to a finish when uh, Natty knocked Anuso off the top rope. Yeah, they were about to pick up a victory. or We would assume a victory following a splash. Yeah, uh, I guess the only thing, what I can't stand, Booker T and JBL talking about how Natalia and Naomi don't belong out there because they're they're their wives. That's not right. They're divas. They have a job in WWE. They can be ringside even if they're not managers. Michael Cole says this every week. That, that sounds very sexist that they shouldn't be out there because they're wives. Well, they shouldn't be out there because they're just the wives like they they're not Yeah, but that still sounds They're, they're sexist. not in the match or whatever and it's like no, but they're it's like, oh, they're not managers. They're just wives, blah, blah, blah. No, they're, val- they're, they're, they're managers. It doesn't even, they don't even have to be managers. They're workers in the company that, like, that's why they're there. Yeah. Like, JBL like and Booker kid- T, get over it. And then yeah. Michael Cole brings up the fact that Booker T for months or whatever used to have Charmel with him. And he goes, and JBL's like, oh, he was a queen. Or she was a queen, I mean. Which is funny sentence. That's funny. Good, good cover up. But, um, <laughs> oh, overall, like, Natalia. They had her injure her ankle. Uh, Tyson Kidd is a genius. Had t- uh, having her take off the boot and act as if it's legit and carrying her to the back. I thought it was great. Yeah, I just need um, them for to stop stop with the wives thing. They're both employees. They're both employed. They belong out yeah, there. Yeah, it's not like they're not they're not supposed to be out there. I mean, yeah. All right. Up next, we saw Jack Swagger defeating Stardust. Uh, not much to say about this. Just uh, during the match, Goldust came out and distracted Stardust a little bit, which yeah. gave Sa- uh, gave Swagger an opportunity to lock the Patriot lock in. And you know what I'm going to say? I don't. I was not a fan that Stardust Cody lost. sold that ankle lock Stardust. for... Oh, yes. Sorry. Uh, Stardust sold that ankle lock for a hot five seconds, and then once he got infuriated with Goldust, he forgot all about his ankle being hurt. Like, I hate that when that happens. Like, please, let you're going to tap out to a submission. Well, he tapped out quickly. Yeah, but even still, I mean, there's no point to sell it for a little bit and then no sell it completely. Like, maybe a little, like, even just a little bit. Like, keep on touching your ankle or something, but, yeah, but don't just completely no, he, forget about it. He was in it for such a short time, you don't want to keep harping on it. I think what uh, he did was know. perfectly fine. If you If you hurt your ankle... If you're locked in an ankle lock for a quick second and then you tap, you're out, you could still walk. You see it in UFC all the time. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Next up you had 
Yeah, John Cena. John Cena was cutting a promo, which ended with him calling Rusev a coward. And uh, Rusev and Lana came out, and Rusev said he broke John Cena and that nobody can beat him. And he wanted Cena to admit that Rusev in Russia is better than America. And John Cena wanted a rematch, and Rusev said no. I really hope that Rusev makes John Cena legit tap at WrestleMania. Which leads, leads me to ask the question, when will Hulk Hogan be involved? I hope never. <laughs> you know my question, when is Kurt Angle going to be involved? Well, that's not going to happen. He's got a contract <laughs> with another company, David. Yeah. Alright, so next up you had the the match that the caused infamous. Yeah, that caused the mega uh, controversy of the week. The Bella Twins defeated Emma and Paige in what was a 30-second squash <laughs> match. The bell rings, Brie knocks Paige off the apron, she hits Aunt Emma with the Bella Buster. 30 seconds later the match is done. Paige kicks Brie and then Nikki knocks Paige down. That's it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that is the play-by-play for the entire match. Yeah, that, I, I, yeah. What else is there to say about this? I mean, we we spoke about it earlier. That's what happened, yeah. Spoke about it earlier. Not really. I mean, I'm just going to say I think that fans should watch what they're going to be uh, chanting for. Be careful. Yeah, the only thing I didn't get was why was Beth Phoenix on commentary? Yeah, that no, was I'm just weird. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine that was real, though. Yeah. Uh, um, up next, we saw Curtis Axel... Uh, cutting a, mm-hmm. an Axelmania promo where he's wearing the Axelmania shirt with the Hulk Hogan font, and uh, he's got the Axelmania trunks that say that the Axelmania with the the current WrestleMania logo, very much like Zack Ryder, but I guess Ryder was never allowed to cut promos on air. It seemed. Yeah, right. He they only let they let him. He only was allowed to do it on the uh, YouTube show. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Curtis Axel entered the Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, Ryback came out and did the same thing. Miz did it earlier. I guess we can mention that. And uh, Ryback defeated Curtis Axel in under a minute. I mean, yeah. it sucks to see Ryback still doing this, but. I know. I mean, this Andre the Giant uh, tournament is really shaping up. But I feel bad for anyone who's in this. I really you know, do. For the fact my, that Cesaro won last year and nothing came of it. I know. And you I've, know been saying, I've been saying this for weeks. I just I feel really bad for... It, my, doesn't, it doesn't elevate a career. It does nothing. It adds well, a thing see, to your Wikipedia see. page. Give it time. Give it time. It let did, it play out. It, I already let it play out. Next year's last WrestleMania year, is almost here. This is a new year. This dude, is a new year. Dude, come on. It's a new day. New day? It's a new day. New day. Don't make me do it. Dude, oh, he's not going to do it. <laughs> um, You're I think that... You're not going to do it? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. Are you kidding me? You just can't just let me sit here. <laughs> you can't just let me say he's not going to do it. No, come on. You got to do it. All right. New Ask day. New you day? Do it? Oh, you, whatever. Okay, he did it. <laughs> now do your Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. <laughs> no, that's big old. <laughs> but that is the same person. That is the same person as Big O. Get me the chopper. Get in the chopper. I'm Get in the, the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen. Give me the chopper. 
Uh, vegetables. Uh, I need the last toy. The what? The last toy. I don't know. What is that? Is that a quote? Uh, uh, no, it's a made up a quote. Yeah, kind of. Um, so eat your toys on Christmas. <laughs> like, when did he ever say that? I don't know. I was, I don't know. I was hoping for that uh, that Tom Arnold movie that he was in, <laughs> where they which, focused on the toy. Which is the yeah, which is the weirdest thing because now they're friends, like really good friends. It's like imagine being friends with Tom Arnold. <laughs> it's like that's the weirdest thing. That's like how a joke starts. <laughs> All right, so I trade the giant tournament. Uh, we're Battle, Battle Royal. Get so, that get that word out of your head. Get tournament tor tournament out of your head. <laughs> get tournament <laughs> out of your mouth. No, I said so, Terminator. <laughs> it means um, to say Terminator. I think that obviously. this is going to end up being. I think Axel's going to be either the last one eliminated or the second to last, and I think Damian Mizdow is going to win. Uh, that's what I see happening too, and or I, I think Miz might be the last one in there too, and Miz like get that's, out, get out. I think it's going to be Miz, Axel. And Mizdow. Because the three biggest people that are playing off of something like that are them. You got exactly. the, the feud. You got the whole fact that Axel, quote unquote, was never eliminated from the Royal Rumble. And then you have Miz, who at the Royal Rumble even tried to make Sandow give him his spot. So it's like, and, and Sandow yeah. or Mizdow is not even in the, the, the match itself yet. So yeah, maybe, maybe that'll you happen. You say he was announced in the match already? Uh, yeah, right, uh, right now in the match you have Bandango, Miz, Axel, Ryback, and uh, I feel like we Adam should have waited till it actually was announced on SmackDown. I guess maybe. But. Yeah, I wasn't too sure when they announced it, but those are who's involved now. Yeah. Um, all right, so moving on. Yeah, our main event we saw Daniel Bryan team up with Roman Reigns. Defeated. Wait, did we say the match? Ryback right. defeated Axel. Right. All right, moving on. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns teamed up, taking on Seth. Oh, wow, that's weird. Almost said Seth Myers, Seth Rollins, and Randy Orton. Uh, towards the end of the match, that left uh, Randy Orton furious when uh, Seth Rollins, I guess, tagged himself in. Mm -hmm. Big Show and J and J held him back. Said, "Yeah, was, calm down, calm down." It was right when Randy Orton was going for that uh, elevated DDT as well. Yeah, and uh, Seth Rollins went on to lose the match after Roman Reigns hit him with the Superman punch and Daniel Bryan tagged himself in, which led Roman Reigns to basically laugh that off. And uh, I thought that that was good interaction with the two of them. Yeah, and Daniel Bryan hit the running knee. which mm -hmm. And I really like that because I guess if you rewind a couple months ago, probably, or not a couple months, a few weeks ago, it would be like, screw you, why are you taking my spot? And I, I like the fact that they just kind of did that with Seth Rollins and Orton. It just so, shows you how how this is yeah. – Reigns and Daniel Bryan, that is how they w were acting with how Orton and Seth Rollins acted. And, but and now Roman Reigns is just going to laugh it out. Yeah, and, it, cool. and it, it shows that Daniel Bryan is 100% or I'm going to say 99% because it's wrestling. You never know where the other 1% is. But uh, he's 99% behind Roman Reigns in his, in his uh, match against Brock Lesnar. Which he, he needs to be. Right. But uh, after the running knee, after that match, Orton got into the ring, went to punt Seth Rollins, and uh, Jamie Noble went to stop it, got hit with the RKO, and Orton like tapped Seth Rollins on the shoulder like, heh, and just left the ring. So that's how, yeah. that's how Raw ended. Yeah, good times. Yeah. 
Uh, moving on to SmackDown. Daniel Bryan came out and cut a promo about how the fans gave him the opportunity to go to WrestleMania. They gave him the opportunity to main event it and basically gave him the opportunity to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And he spoke about the Yes Movement and how the Yes Movement isn't dead. And said he has big plans for WrestleMania. Randomly, this brought out Bad News Barrett to say that Daniel Bryan doesn't deserve the spotlight. And neither does Dean Ambrose. Which, what are your thoughts on that right off the bat? If you're watching a Daniel Bryan promo and all of a sudden Bad News Barrett comes out? I love it. No, I, 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 I'm a fan of it too, but... I mean, I'm like, with, 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 yeah, something I'm a, like that happens, I'm like... Thank you. So the IC champion is interacting with someone that is on the main event level as Daniel Bryan. I, I was actually asking you more so for the randomness, which I guess you gave me a good answer for. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the randomness. I love the put together. It's kind of like how John Cena with the U.S. championship right now. I love it. I love the elevation of the other championships. And I love that their main focus isn't just the uh, World Heavyweight Championship. But that, that's can like also go elsewhere. For Daniel Bryan to be in this, though, that's like crazy spotlight for like yeah, John Cena. That's that's cool spotlight for the U.S. title. Yeah, but man. for Daniel Bryan, what's unfortunate is you know a lot of fans are going to or complaining about this that he went the main event. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. he he's going from main eventing WrestleMania to this. Uh, to the IC Championship, to the ladder match and this, whatever. This can be a huge elevation for the Intercontinental Championship. It, it's perfect. It's a perfect spotlight for Daniel Bryan. You get your Daniel Bryan versus Ziggler in there. Wow, way to f keep on spoiling things. What do you mean? Well, I mean, it wasn't nothing was announced yet. Oh, it wasn't announced yet? Not at the time, at least. But no. But anyway, it brought out, uh, Dean Ambrose came out and... Uh, he and Bad News Barrett started to brawl, and Daniel Bryan picked up the IC title. And Bad News Barrett tried to make him give the title back, which he eventually did. But he turned around and got punched by Dean Ambrose and got kicked from Daniel Bryan. Dean Ambrose, again, had the title. And up next, we saw Dean Ambrose uh, defeating Miz, which, during the match, Bad News Barrett came out to take the title back. But Ambrose hit him and took it back again. So why can why can Dean Ambrose distract Bad News Barrett and cost him the victory, while Bad well, News Barrett yeah. can come out there and grab a title from Dean Ambrose, I, but Dean Ambrose still picks up a victory? I guess it's because Bad News Barrett is the Coyote here, so everything bad happens to the Coyote rather than Roadrunner. All right, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. So, but Ambrose continued the match, and Bad News Barrett ran away with the title again, and. Uh, Afterwards, Bad News Barrett cut a promo on Dean Ambrose and Daniel Bryan to Renee Young, which he referred to her as Blondie. And uh, after that, Michael Cole on commentary, this is all backstage, and Michael Cole on commentary corrected Bad News Barrett, said her name is Renee, which is hilarious because he almost instantly went into the next match talking about Naomi, which I can't stand how commentary pronounces her name wrong so often. It's that just a simple, funny. simple lesson to learn. Her name, I learned it. Yes. Her name is Naomi, JBL, and Michael Cole. It's not Naomi. That 
oh, it pisses me off. You're getting a name wrong. That's so disrespectful, I think. And this match, what did you think of this match? Which, oh, with Natalia and Naomi, right? Yeah. That. Yeah, so Natalia defeated Naomi. I think this match was very slow-paced. What? It okay. was. No, I thought it was slow-paced, but I, I thought it was very good. And I feel like, I, that's why I feel like when I say Charlotte moves like she's thinking. Okay. I feel like this is the this kind is of thing that you think I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's what I think that you're thinking of when you're talking about that Charlotte. That is completely not at all. And that then this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about Charlotte. No. I'm talking about that, that slow Dude, thinking I, about it if here and there. You and I need to watch a Charlotte match together. I will point <laughs> out every little thing and say it. All right. Well, I mean, back to this match. This match was awesome. That double crossbody that they hit. I was, I was a big fan of it. Yeah. And uh, Tyson Kidd went to check on Natalia at one point, and one of the Usos kicked him off, like went onto the apron, did like a little super kick or a sidekick, I guess. On the apron, and Cesaro grabbed him off and got tossed in. I guess got ended up getting tossed into the other Uso for a, another a super kick. kick. Yeah, do we say uh, them super kick. kicks? Side yeah, kick, side kick. I like side kick. It sucks saying super kick because they're. I, I think a super kick is really just like HBK. No, well, but, storm. but sometimes they are super kicks. I don't know. Super kick to me, I feel like is like where you like have that little hop skip. Like in Dolph it. Ziggler does a super kick. Right, I think so. Yeah, Rusev does a super kick. No, I think that but that's a sidekick. Sometimes it's not though. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, same thing with the USO. So it like goes up in the air sometimes. But mm-hmm. Natty hit the discus clothesline out of nowhere when the referee was checking on her leg. She uh, she came into the ring at one point and and tweaked her leg, quote unquote. And this was, uh, a, poor, uh, this was a poor moment though. I think the referee kind of botched the spot. Poor. Where he was supposed to be holding back Naomi a lot more than he was. He like it looked like Naomi had to cue the referee into do, like looking at her to prevent her from going towards Nate, uh, Natalia. You know, I thought it was poor on the part of commentary too, because mm-hmm. Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler said that Natty was playing possum here. And it pisses me off because she was still limping after the match. So she yeah. wasn't – that's not faking an injury or playing possum. She actually was selling an injury. No, it was she an injury took, that she, she had just, on Raw. And she just took advantage of it. Yeah. So she's not playing possum. No. Which, while we're talking about this match, I guess – What? I mean, I, we didn't bring it up during the, the last match or even for Fastlane, which we kind of did, but – what do you think of the the new cameras? I'm a fan of it. I think it's cool, but I think that they have to be cautious when they do go to it because you don't want to blow a spot as they did with that um, Nikki pin, right? Like you, you have to be very cautious with it. Like they did do it during, um, I think the Usos match, and it looked really cool. I'm not sure. I think the only other time um, I remember was uh, Daniel Bryan, um, Wade Barrett after that. This. that yeah. That may have been when I saw it. I thought it was really cool. It's very innovative. But you just have to be careful with what you're going to expose. Mm. You just have to be cautious when you're going to cut to that. I also, with the new cameras, I saw people complaining on Twitter saying, how can you have a camera go from HD to looking like crap? 
And it's like, no, that camera's still in HD, though. It's like, yeah, it's darker, but it's like, it's basically, I'm assuming it's a GoPro or something mm -hmm. to the equivalent of a GoPro. Yeah. So it's still HD. If you pause it, who, it's really I don't know clear. why they, who cares? It's HD. Get off your technology high horse. Well, because it, it looks like crap, they say, but it's not. It doesn't look like crap because it's, if you pause it and looked, it's really clear imaging. Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah, uh, but back to SmackDown. Uh, after the Divas match, we saw Rusev cutting a promo, saying that he doesn't have to give anyone a title shot, and he will have a WrestleMania match, and it will be a good match, or really good match, or whatever he said, but it won't be against Cena. That Which led... means that it's going to be against Kurt Angle. No. Okay. That led Jack Swagger to come out and call Rusev scared for not giving John Cena a rematch, which is weird. That's like a pawn right there, where it's like they send out Swagger, and Swagger's yeah. now pro mm -hmm. Cena. <clears throat> so Swagger, uh, Rusev, wait. Yes, yeah, Swagger knocked Rusev down. Or no, what the hell? No, Swagger uh -huh. got knocked down. And there then, you go. And Rusev uh, beat him up, blah, blah, blah. And locked in the athletic. No. Oh, right. Well, right. Well, what I was confused about was the fact that Swagger first got in there and oh. attacked Rusev, and then Swagger got knocked down. I was right when I was mm -hmm. going to say it the first time. Yeah, and then Rusev took advantage of it eventually. And uh, this kind of has me thinking that there's going to be some sort of like all American lumberjack match or something where it's Rusev versus Cena for the U.S. championship. And then there's going to be people like Swagger or Jim Duggan or Hulk Hogan out there being lumberjacks. Maybe even Mark Henry or something. But then who are you going to have from um, from uh, the foreign countries? Not no. America. It's it's WWE. It's not going to be. I don't. Yeah, but I even, see, even if it but is, Rusev, I can't see Rusev agreeing to this match. It Unless he's put in it by Triple H. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's either that. Well, there, why would Jack Swagger come out and say that? I don't know. Maybe it's just to build up Cena. Yeah, I think just build up Cena as if Cena maybe, needs to rub from uh, Jack Swagger. Maybe Rusev will get signed into some sort of gauntlet match or something at Mania. And Cena ends up the big pushover. Uh, not the pushover. The big finishes Cena and Cena goes over or something like mm. that. Who knows? Hmm. I hope Cena doesn't go over at WrestleMania. I still, yeah, I, I still think that's going to happen, though. But I really don't want that to happen. I, don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with. I want to see Rusev. I want to see Rusev pick up a victory over Cena clean. But I'm okay with Cena being with, defeating him for the U.S. Championship too. I'm fine with that as well, just for the fact that well, I, I'm. It's very split down the middle for me though, because in the same sense, I don't want to see Rusev just get buried. Because of this, because it's, I've, you know my opinion with John Cena. Of course. Wrestling-wise, where he latches onto popularity, builds himself up, and then, boom, the other, the other person's... Well, this is kind of the opposite, it. because the feud with Cena really has built up, uh, built up Rusev, though. Right, and that's going to happen, and then maybe it'll plateau, and maybe Rusev will be one of the ones that aren't a Zack mm -hmm. Ryder, or yeah. so, or something like that. But uh, then on the other hand, it's like, yeah, I want to see John Cena as U.S. champion because that'll put some prestige to that championship again. That'll make the championship mean something more again. 
And Agreed. and John Cena won't be taking the title from Roman Reigns anytime soon, hopefully. Yeah, right? So, taking the title from Roman Reigns? Yeah. I mean, taking the title from Brock Lesnar. No, because I don't see Brock winning at Mania. I see Brock winning at Mania. Well... I'm just saying, I think we we already have our predictions, and we know that we're going to be choosing the main event differently. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so next match, you had Daniel Bryan taking on Bad News. We, we didn't even discuss that. What? We didn't even discuss Brock Lesnar apparently left Raw. Oh, yeah, I was going to cover that in the Outside the Ring news. Yeah, I got a hashtag to start. All right. There you go. <laughs> uh, so Daniel Bryan, Bad News Barrett, Daniel Bryan picked up the victory. Now this was very cartoony. This, yeah, I, as soon as you mentioned, as soon as I mentioned that the last time, and you, I thought I was like, no, 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 that happened on SmackDown. Yeah, where our truth came out, and he goes, "Man, it's good to see you, Coach." Talking to Byron, which, yeah. dude, actually got a laugh from me. I really, I really, really liked the match, and I really liked the commentary. I, which was, I'm very, very when, surprising that I like. When our truth started to creep his way over to the title and then stick it underneath his shirt, <laughs> I, I laughed. Yeah, I got a good belt. Uh, good I, belt. I, guess, I got a good laugh from it. And then after, did you say you got a good belt? Yeah, no? I did. okay, that's yeah. really funny. <laughs> um, but then after the after the match, it's like he, I, I saw our truth steal a championship, and I knew I just had to go out and get a good belt. I had to. <laughs> I had but, to. I had to buy one. What's funnier is that Archery is backstage with the championship, and then Dean Ambrose confronts him. He's just like, you know, I I gotta come after that now. I have to come after you. Yeah. And he and then he was just like, no, take it, take it. It's all good. You you do you, Dean. Yeah. He goes two time champion in one night. <laughs> yeah. He's just like making history. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, and it's funny because. Normally, our truth is somebody you really complain about, but this nonsense that was—it was just really—I yeah. I was such a fan of that. Mm-hmm. I really liked it, and it's—I'm good to—I'm glad to hear you liked it too. And usually, I'm not really too supportive of the comedy, so I guess maybe it depends on the comedy and how it's being done. And I was a big fan of this. I—I I popped. I laughed. I thought yeah. it was good. Up uh, next, we yeah. saw Fandango. Defeat Curtis Axel, uh, like you had said earlier, Fandango, Fandango, whatever, Fandumbo, is in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Uh, nothing really happened in this match, except uh, at one point, Fandango got thrown over the top rope, and Curtis Axel pointed to the WrestleMania sign, which I guess that was the downfall. That's when Fandango came back into the match. Yeah, that's where Fandango hit his, uh, his routine, his comebacks. Yeah. Um, up next, yeah. up next, we went backstage and we saw Ms. Dow was filming a commercial, and Ms. cut him off and basically cut it, be like cut, and uh, berated him, saying he was doing it wrong. And Ms. went went and uh, went to do the commercial. He goes, "Well, how could you have this guy and not me? I'm this world movie star, this and that." And the guy's like, "Well, uh, Ms., we we didn't think you'd want to do it." So yeah. then Miz went ahead and did it without the guy's like, you don't want to read a script? He's like, no. So I'm assuming by like next by Raw or something, we're gonna see the commercial was actually for like herpes or something. Cause it was I forget. Yeah, I, or I or it was, it was like a reptile Viagra. what? I thought it was for Viagra. Yeah, it sounded like it was gonna be like erectile dysfunction. Yeah, because he mentioned how it's gonna this pill, this tablet is gonna make is gonna make you straight or turn you straight. Yeah, something like that. So I 
I think that it's going to end up being for an erect, erectile dysfunction uh, commercial for like a little pill. Yeah. So it'll be very funny. <laughs> that's, um, that's real, uh, that's, that, you, that is funny though. Yeah. Do you think that this Ms. Mizdow thing is going on a little bit too long? No, because I think the the. Uh, I mean, this lackey stuff. He didn't have to be a lackey. He could still be right. The stunt double and still belittled and berated. Right. But I feel like, but I guess now that he's not the stunt double, he gets his own stuff, and then this leads mm-hmm. to other things. So, so I, in the same sense, yes and no. All right. Yeah. Uh, up next, we saw Goldust defeating Adam Rose. And uh, before the match, that's when Adam Rose entered the the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, mm-hmm. and uh, this match was quick. And uh, after the match, one of the Rosebuds attacks Goldust, and then revealed thine self to be Stardust. I knew it was him too right away. Yeah, it had his, his. I mean, he's got his boots on. Yeah, come on. But I mean, who's staring at boots? Brandon, because he has to update his uh, roster. Uh, oh yeah, they don't have the those uh, threads anymore, right? No. First of all, in the last generation, they do. Second of all, Stardust isn't in the game. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. Oh, you downloaded it? Yeah, but I'm not sitting there changing it. Just oh uh, yeah. But but uh, I I only noticed it was Stardust after he attacked Goldust, and then I rewound and I was like, oh, you can see his boots. That's just had a. A feeling just because the way that he was standing him, it had his like a uh, physique. Oh, that's, that's what that's what made me weird. thought of it. Yeah, I got it had his physique, and I was just like, all right, well, he's gonna attack. Yeah. So, speaking of attacking, our main event attacked SmackDown. That's a terrible segue. What does that mean? I, yeah. It just was. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan, and Ryback teamed up and defeated the Authority. Uh, J&J Security tried to get involved during this, but Ryback knocked Noble off and grabbed Mercury into the ring. He went to hit Shell Shock on both Joey and Seth Rollins, but they wiggled out. Uh, that's when Big Show came in, hit him with that sidekick, not super kick, and Eric Rowan took him out, and Rollins ended up taking Rowan out, and then Rollins went to the top rope, and Ryback caught him. Kane went to choke slam him. I hit with the zigzag. Rollins threw him out, kicked Ryback, and then yeah, it's a bunch <laughs> it, of a bunch. It was of, a good. It was a good. It was a long was a chain, chain, a long, long chain. Yeah. yeah. Eric Rowan took out JJ Security, which Rollins went to curb stop Ryback. He moved Ziggler. Hottest thing. That was the awesome, very awesome thing, where Rollins went to curb stop him. Uh, Ziggler out of nowhere, boom! Yeah. Super kick. Which led right into Ryback into the shell shock for the win, basically. That was, was awesome. A, it was a good match. Yeah. It was fun. I thought overall it was a it was a better SmackDown than last week. Yeah. And, uh, so and I like how they they really they, this SmackDown wasn't authority wise. It wasn't Rusev. It wasn't Cena wise. It was more. I feel like that Andre the Giant and the IC belt were the focus. Uh... Like, I feel like I feel like the undercard was really highlighted in this one. Yeah. Well, I feel like SmackDown. SmackDown is just well. When we watch SmackDown, it's clearly not raw. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, which is a good thing and a bad thing. But good thing and a bad thing. All right. Speaking so of, I guess let's speaking of Seth Rollins still. Uh, the Daily Show was happening this week. 
I guess moving on to outside the ring news. Um, yeah, sounds good. Uh, Daily Show is happening with Jon Stewart, and uh, they exchanged words on camera, and then, well, yeah, uh, and then Seth Rollins appeared in studio. And, and Jon Stewart was doing his little uh, one of his segments to close the show. Oh yeah, like where he says the good things. Yeah, and just like um, just doing his spiel, and then Seth Rollins kind of hacked into it. Yeah. And started speaking up about the, I guess, the little weak feud that they've had. Yeah. And then Seth Rollins appeared in the studio. He said he could do whatever he wants, appeared in the studio, got in his face, and then uh, ultimately invited Jon Stewart to be at Raw at the Prudential Center in New Jersey this coming Monday. So Yeah, so and then right after Jon Stewart stepped, uh, jumped on his back, but that's where the cameras kind of cut. Yeah. But it was, it was good. I thought it was fun. And sometimes I don't. You know it's comedy, because how John Stewart? It's not like John, John Stewart actually pissed it, off. Which it sucks. It yeah. sucks that I mean, because John Stewart's an actor, so he could act. But it's like more so. I guess this is live TV. Like I don't know. Well, even still, he's not acting like he's like legit pissed off at. He's right, which as sucks. If which he's like sucks to me. Hey, he's like acting as if like Jay Leno with WCW. Like, hey, I'm I'm on TV. I'm on going to be in wrestling. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm actually really pissed off at Seth Rollins for saying this about me. It's... Yeah, I get, but I guess the viewership rating-wise, you gotta... Yeah, I'm... Or whatever. Who I knows? just hope that it doesn't extend too long. I really hope it's... If he well, appears if, on... If, Raw, it extends, if it extends longer than four hours, call a doctor. Yeah, right? Um, all right, so that took place. Ray Mysterio, his contract has expired. That that like whole thing just fell. I feel like it fell into like an Evan Bourne situation. What do you mean? Where Rey Mysterio was injured, and then like he got injured again or something, and then he just sat off TV, not being used, and then finally, well, finally, it, finally, they released him. He asked for his release from them, I believe, right, at, but, a while ago, but they refused to give it to him. Right, and then they renewed his contract because they were allowed Which is to complete. Complete like messing him over because if he if a guy doesn't want to be with your company and he wants to get out of it, they resigned him. Like I feel like that's just like a slap in the face to Ray Mysterio and everything that he's done for you. Yeah. So, but Ray is free. Um, he's already taking independent bookings. I think his from what I read, he's charging twenty thousand dollars per booking. Jesus Christ. So. He's already booked in the UK, I believe. How much? How much does everybody else charge? I don't know. How much does like? I wonder how much somebody like Justin Gabriel gets. I'm not sure. Probably not that much. Dude, twenty grand is a lot of money. It's Rey Mysterio. I mean, former champion, future Hall of Famer. I, I definitely legend of wrestling there. But yeah, without a doubt. Um, there's rumors of him coming to Lucha Underground. Which should be entertaining if he does end up there. I would love to see him versus Ricochet. I yeah. think that would be cool. It just it King, really what is it? King Puma? Uh, Prince no, Puma. Prince Puma. It just sucks that we never got to see any sort of rub or interaction between him and Kalisto. That is very unfortunate, but that's WWE's fault. Yeah, I mean they should have brought him back to have some sort of an involvement, or even if it's just one match on NXT. Like, but yeah. now you know what? Now you could have it as if you bring in Kalisto with Sinkara, have him do his stuff, and maybe bring back Rey Mysterio for one quick feud once he gets all this like independent uh, shows out of his system 
He takes his time. He relaxes. I'm sure he'll be back. Um, and talking about his back, hopefully he doesn't, like, I, I'm hoping that he doesn't overdo himself. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe. Oh. Yeah, what? Oh, you could mention Samoa Joe. Go ahead. Yeah, well, Samoa Joe, rumor has it that he has been offered a WWE contract. So it will be interesting to see how this uh, plays out. We know that he has been announced to return for Ring of Honor for their anniversary show in Las Vegas, Nevada. So it should be very cool. It sucks, man. It sucks. Ring of Honor announced their show with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and it's in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, it stinks, but whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, other news. What I was what I was gonna say oh. was that that Legends of Wrestling they announced it, which we we did we I just think we just said the City Field thing last week, right? It yeah. Wasn't announced. Yeah, 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 right, because it was announced Monday, and uh, it turns out it's gonna be a, a, a Legends of Wrestling, whatever that means, because on the poster is Garrett Bischoff. Yeah, that's not really a legend, but uh, close to it. That's like. Big slap in the face to that. Yeah, but uh, it's basically it's an I guess an autograph signing with six matches. You got the top the top billing would be Goldberg, Ric Flair, Bret Hart. Uh, obviously, not going to be wrestling at all. But and, then it's even questionable. Well, keep on going. Well, I mean, WWE sent them a cease and desist. I guess that they had yeah. to stop using the images, which I, I understand. It's understandable. And, and there's there from what I was reading, there's heat behind the people that are associated with WWE. So. I could see Bret Hart, Ric Flair getting pulled from the yeah, event. I don't understand why could there. Why is there heat? I I don't know. Just because it's not WWE and it's at City Field, which I'm sure Let's WWE. Screw you, once they WWE. saw, I've been since they, since Shea Stadium was about to close. I was like, please, 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 just have a show at yeah. Shea Stadium because they ha the the three, I think three shows. So the showdown at Shea, and the, I was like a mind-blowing thing that I can go back and watch pro wrestling from the 70s and 80s and it's Shea Stadium of the 70s and 80s and it's like... Well, I think that that's why WWE is so up and against it because they, they saw this and they were like, we should be doing that. We should do that show. We could have christened uh, City Field. And it sucks so much that it's... And I, 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 to tell you the truth, I really, I really, really want, wanted to go to this and I wasn't going to because I didn't know who else would want to go. Uh, Brad hit me up. Everybody, you, you know him, Brad again, eighty nine. Uh, and I'm gonna go. So, all right. Who else is announced? Uh, Jim Duggan will be there. Uh, RVD, Scotty Steiner, uh, Ken Anderson or Ken Kennedy, mm -hmm. Kennedy. Uh, Nasty Boys. I think Demolition are too. So, yeah. And I guess these are the same guys that ran that. Legends of Wrestling thing at, at Marlin Stadium two yeah. years ago? Well, I mean, last time at Marlin Stadium is more like a pre... It was before... I think it was maybe been after the... It, it was probably the after because Goldberg yeah, was, threw out the first pitch and then speared the... Or yeah, no, Goldberg was the catcher. Yeah, but during, but during the entire thing, they had wrestling-relevant things. Like, I think the Nasty Boys joined uh, the announcers in the booth. Hey, guys, want to like see an <laughs> So... Um, but it should be fun if you're attending. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I've always wanted to see wrestling at City Field. I've I've been saying it to WWE that they need to run a show at City Field. Saying it to WWE, where have I ever spoke to WWE? But uh, you, you got your, your you know, you know. 
because I've always wanted to see a wrestling event in that capacity at a place that I go to pretty often. Not pretty often, yeah. but just go to and, and I know and I like the place. So there's also other rumors uh, that got released this week, got started on Reddit. Earlier this week, there was a rumor that the reason why Brock Lesnar, well, Brock Lesnar walked out, or it's said to be, Brock Lesnar walked out on Raw. Said he was furious. Yeah, he was furious, and he walked out of Raw. So we don't know anything of what happened. Could be contract, could be Brock Lesnar wants to go to UFC, which, watch, he goes to UFC, and we know, like, as champion or something, and which is all at work because we know that Dean... <laughs> That, it's it's uh, Dana White, not Dana, Dana White. Ambrose. Yeah, Dana White had a meeting with Vince McMahon, and they set this all up. So we we know we know CM Punk is a work. So hashtag but, why Brock walked out. Yeah, hashtag why Brock walked yeah, out. Yeah, that was fun to start though. I didn't I didn't know if it was going to catch on, and then everyone kept doing it, and then another place stole the hashtag. I guess you'd say because everybody. No, they didn't really steal it. They were just using the hashtag, and then. Everyone that followed them, they had more followers than us. They were tagging them and not us, which got me a little pissed, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so there was a rumor that the reason why Brock Lesnar walked out is because Roman Reigns failed a drug test. Uh, this got a lot of attention on the internet. A lot of people but questioned But not, not really, but, though. It did. It's like slowly got. Yeah, it got slowly because it wasn't reported by the internet, by the news sites. They weren't reporting it. It was just really on Reddit. And then it was kind of like a, we saw it on Reddit, so I'm going to put it on Twitter. And the news sites really didn't report it. But then it got said that a representative of WWE stated that this is false, that there is no, that this is untrue. He did not fail a drug test. And I think that it just goes to show you, I, I don't know. I think that fans that start rumors like this are stupid. I think it's pointless. But, I mean, but, rumors can be started in the smallest way. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you hear about... Did you hear about they're the doing a ladder match at WrestleMania? Yeah, I heard it was for the icy <laughs> belt. Yeah. Did you hear about that, that one? I'm like, what are the... Dude, come on, though. <laughs> what are the odds that I tweet that out during Monday Night Raw? and then Did you hear RVD in... was going to join that icy, that icy ladder match at WrestleMania? Wait, are you, are you riffing right now or are you being for real? Yeah, I just, no, just I just read it. No, just but read it. read it. That's hilarious. Did uh, you mean to say that? No, you didn't. Because yeah, did. ah. no, you didn't. Don't admit that. Because you said no, no. ah. I said even, it. For, I didn't mean it the even, first time. Right. The second time when I when I repeated it, I, I meant it. <laughs> but Shelton Benjamin will probably be in this. Yeah, no, it's good to see uh, Shelton Benjamin sign the contract with the WWE. No, I'm not even joking. Shelton yeah, no, Benjamin I'm not either. Needs to be in this. No, he he's going to be. He better be. That's I mean, that's why he was. That's why he was around WrestleMania last time because this is where all the contracting stuff started. <laughs> but uh, speaking of this match, though, WWE had a WrestleMania 31 tech tour yesterday. No, two days ago. Well, whenever you listen to it, who cares? It was on Thursday. And uh, Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Jimmy Hart, and Stephanie McMahon, they went to like Google, Facebook. They were doing Twitter selfies and everything. But... This is where they actually announced the multi-superstar ladder match. They didn't say how many people were in it yet, so maybe uh, maybe they're looking more than six. Maybe they're looking seven or eight. Uh, it's a ladder match for the IC title, so I mean, so maybe, it's not a money in the bank match, right? It's for the championship itself. So 
That'd be awesome if Shelton Benjamin was in it or uh, Morrison. It, it could be one of John those. John Morrison. No, it's Jan Morrison. <laughs> but yeah. it looks like my tweet was heard loud and clear. So, and and well, of all the matches announced so far, this is probably the one that I'm most looking forward to. Given how awesome that the Money in the Bank matches were at WrestleMania in the past, I mean, I have, I have very high hopes for this match, which uh, I mean, yeah, ends up crashing and burning, but I, I do have high hopes for this match. Agree. Um, moving on. To- Let's go into. WWE NXT real quick. Well, right. I was going to say moving on. Do you want to touch on NXT? Yeah, real quick. Um, Hideo Tommy defeated Bull Dempsey, which I don't get why. Like why Bull Dempsey was booked in such a quick match like this. It's like they had a lot. And then they had um, Baron Corbin in a quick match. A 20-second victory. So I don't understand why Dempsey was booked like this. Yeah, and... Yeah, well. And then Tyler Breeze attacked Tommy on the top of the uh, stage, which caused him to start kind of gloating, taking selfies. And then he saw, noticed Tommy standing behind him in one of the selfies. And just, that, did you see it or no? Did you watch it? I did. I don't recall that, though. Did you see? There was a part where he nails, a, he chases him down to the, the ring. And he rocks uh, Tyler Breeze with a clothesline. And it looks so nasty. Just because, like, you see, like, the way that Tyler Breeze sold it. Oh, right, 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 looked, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Rushes back right against the uh, the ring. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I remember that now. Yeah. Tyler Breeze sell, reminds me of, like, HBK selling. Like, how, like, he got knocked out of the ring and everything. He's just, like, very old school HBK-ish. And I think that he's taken a lot from him. Uh, Becky Lynch picked up the victory over Bailey. Uh, a few more matches, and then Finn Balor uh, picked up a victory over the Brian Kendrick, making his return to the WWE or WWE NXT. Not really return to there, but WWE. Um, ten minute. They gave them ten minutes. Awesome match. Yeah, it was it was fun, entertaining. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know who else. It's funny when. I, uh, what did you say? No. Something? What, what else? It's yeah. funny that it's like who else. Will they be bringing back? And when I when I watched when I was sitting here watching this match with Brian Kendrick or the Brian Kendrick or I'm not going to say the Brian Kendrick because that's not right. I was thinking I really want to see uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Chris Masters return. That'd be cool. And then WWE.com actually had a list of superstars that they'd like to have return. Mm-hmm. And on that list, it was Chris Masters was on that list. Uh, John Morrison, uh, Michelle McCool, uh, Carlito. Who else? Who else huh? would you like to see? Jason Albert was listed. That, really? Like, yeah. So they were like long before this. Forget about Tensai. This that he wrestled. So <clears throat> maybe. Would you? That had to have been a joke. I don't know. Victoria was also on the list, and Shelton Benjamin was on that list also. So Let's it's see, like returning wise. I wouldn't mind John Morrison. Eh. I think that'd be awesome for NXT wise, though. Just to- yeah. All right. So NXT wise, I think Sheldon Benjamin would be good, especially if once these uh, the shoot wrestlers, the shoot nation, debut and everything. I like the um, Gable and all of them, all the past amateur wrestlers. I think that maybe Sheldon Benjamin coming back to do a match with them would be cool. 
Um, I'm unsure who else I would really want to see that you didn't really say. Carlito, eh, I don't really care. Victoria would be cool. Um, they also, they had, um, what's his name? So Jerry was on the list also. That'd be cool. Yeah. Super crazy, maybe. Dude, that'd be awesome. But yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. Super crazy versus Kalisto. Yeah. Psychosis. I mean, you could keep naming people all day. I mean, I don't Kalisto know. Kalisto versus Psychosis, I would love to see. It's just, it's so weird that it's like out of nowhere. It's it's kind of now. Like now it's, no, no, oh, absolutely okay. not. Okay. It's more like now they're integrating. Because I see, even though they haven't been in WWE for however long, I see Brian Kendrick and Rhino as main uh, main, main roster guys. Mm-hmm. And it's it looks like Triple H now is taking NXT or taking WWE since since NXT is not since WWE Raw and SmackDown is not taking NXT. It's almost as if Triple H is taking Raw and SmackDown to NXT. You know yeah, what I mean, and, like, does that, yeah, no. does that feel and like that to you too? Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. I'm looking forward to seeing who else they bring in. I think that their their booking of storylines and everything down there is very, very good. It's way besides more interesting. This, besides, yeah, besides the booking of Bull Dempsey right now, um, I think that just because she should be used better. Um, but I think that they're doing a very good job. There are rumors that they are going to, going to be going on the road. Like, yeah, they had that show in March, but they're going to be actually hitting the road for a bit, like for a small tour or something like that. There, when you say, like, the booking's really good there, though, with mm-hmm. everyone, that it's also, in the same sense, not. What do you mean? I just feel like there's still some aspects of it that it's like, well, I said it last week, where it's like, oh, yeah, all the main focus, look who it's on. Triple okay. H's boys, rather than everyone else, but. But that's the thing. I don't think it's really main focus on Triple H's boys, and I don't. I don't buy it's just, into the it's Triple H's well, boys. It's just. It's just some. Well, I don't know. Even the commentary says it. So I don't. But I don't. Sometimes yeah. it's just. It feels like like a week or two can go by without seeing someone on the show. So yeah, but I mean, Baron Corbin is on a weekly basis right. for the most part. I mean, he's not a Triple H boy. Or at least I would. I mean, we we say this as if we know who these. Well, guys obviously are. the Triple H guys. I know we said last week the main four or five. Yeah, right? but but I mean Tyler Breeze. I'm happy to see back in uh, attacking Itami, and I I'm happy to see Itami and Breeze with a feud. And I think that there's a lot going on down there that people should be wa- more people should be watching and paying attention to. Yeah, you got to pay attention down there. Nah. All right, so that is all the sports entertainment news. Uh, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk all about a. We'll review some uh, independent shows that took place in upcoming independent shows. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. This is Sammy Pickles, and it's crunch time. And you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back to Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Check us out, MarkingOut.com. All right, let's get on to some independent news. On the 21st WSU 8th anniversary show took place at the arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, You had the WSU Tag Team Championship on the line as the chicks chicks using nasty tactics, Annie Social and Kimberly 
picked up the victory over the juicy product, David Starr and JT Dunn with Rick Cataldo. Uh, we also saw the WSU Spirit title on the line. Uh, Naya defended her championship unsuccessfully, crowning a new Spirit champion in Nevaeh. Wow. And then you also had a tables, ladders, and chairs match as Athena defeated Hania, the Howling Huntress. And the, I assume, main event, we saw the WSU Championship on the line. Lufisto uh, retained her championship against Shanna. Yeah. You also had, following that, you had on the, the same place, same arena. That was the ECW arena show, right? Yes. Yeah. You have CZW 16, an ultra-violent anniversary. You had the best of the best tournament qualifying match. Bucks Belmore defeated Pepper Parks with Terry Bomb to enter. And you also had Joey Janela defeating Sozio, the former champion. So right now you have Bucks Belmore and Joey Janela join, uh, joining the likes of Trevor Lee, Speedball Mike Bailey, Joe Gacy, Andrew Everett, and John Grish, uh, Grisham. Uh, and this event's going to be taking place on April 11th. Uh, we also saw an ultra-violent match between Stockade and Matt Tremont. Stockade picked up the victory here. Uh, those matches are always the craziest. and I, I, Yeah, it's not for the uh, the faint of heart. Is that it? Faint of heart? I don't know. I don't weak know. of heart? Yeah, weak of heart. We'll go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you also had the CZW Tag Team Championship on the line. As Ohio is for killers, Dave Christ... Uh, Dave Christ or Christ? I never know. I don't watch CZW enough. But Dave and Jake took on the well, Young is, Bucks. Is it C-H-R-I-S-T? No, so it's Christ. What is it? C-R-I-S-T. I guess Christ. Yeah. Watch, we're going to get so much hate no, from No, Christ. Christ or Christ. Same thing. Okay. All right, we're just going to go with Ohio is for killers. Yeah. Defeated the Young Bucks uh, to retain their championship successfully. Uh, the CZW Wire TV title match happened. Uh, Joe Gacy, def uh, I guess, defeated uh, Mike Bailey. All and, right. And we saw what? No. More? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, keep going then. Oh, you, you also had the ultra an ultra-violent three-way match following the event. Lucky 13 defeated the returning Danny Havoc and Devin Moore. Uh, we saw the six-man tag team tables elimination match between the Beaver Boys uh, and, wait, no. It was, the yes, okay, the Beaver Boys teaming up with Rex Lawless to defeat Team Tremendous and Dick Justice. Yeah. There we go, yeah. And you also had the champion, Black G's, defending his championship, the CZW championship, successfully against Chris Dinkinson. So, um, yeah, that was said to be an awesome event. Go check out CZWrestling.com. You can stream it. You can watch it. Go enjoy it. Why not? Yeah, you can watch it in a boat. You can watch it while wearing a coat. You can. <laughs> you can also do the same thing with the WWE Network, which you could have for yourself for nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine, Dude, they played that song last night, and then people were singing to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Talk about being over. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's the weirdest thing. People were singing to like, I mean, obviously, how could you not sing to Real American? Yeah, because when it comes crashing down, and, and it hurts, hurts you, side. Yeah. 
221, we also saw PWS refuse to lose. Uh, we saw the champion Fala Ba defending and uh, defeating Kevin, or yeah, defending the championship and defeating Kevin Matthews. Uh, I guess a mystery man in a trench coat came out and attacked Kevin Matthews. Yeah, costing him the match. Who will that be? You have to I wait guess, and find out and see. Yeah. Cole Cabana defeated Jushin Liger. And um, they also set up on the 28th of March. Mario Mokara will be taking on the champion, Falaba, in a chairs match. So it should be very entertaining. Go check them out. Yeah. On 222nd, on 222nd, February 22nd, <laughs> you also had the Sanctuary uh, Fatal 4-Way take place in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. Uh, in the main event, Marcy defeated Ben Ortiz to become the number one contender to face the Sanctuary champion, the God King himself, Atu. Uh, honestly, if I was Marcy, I would not want to win number one contendership against uh, the God King, Atu, because he's, he's, he's a beast. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, There's like, what, what word are you trying to say? Like, There's only one word I could think of, and it was beast. Yeah. Um, you have anything else or just more upcoming now? Uh, more upcoming. Okay. So I'm going to hit you with some stuff right now. NYWC We Can Do It took place last night on the 27th. Um, as we found out, Brittany Savage was in attendance and she will be returning to action on May 29th at the next Starlet show to take on Rickettaddle. This will be her first match in for the first time in two years. Uh, they had a tournament last night to uh, to decide the new Starlet champion following Rick Cataldo being stripped of the championship. You saw the likes of Marty Bell, Chrissy Rivera, Rick Cataldo, Willow Nightingale, and Brooke Daniel, and Sumi Sakai. Why do you always say Daniel? I don't know. It's Danielle. I know. Daniel. No, dang it. Danielle. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta get this down pat. It's, it's Naomi. Danielle. It's Naomi, Danielle. David. Danielle. It's all over again. Danielle. I know. Say. Brooke Danielle. Yeah. It's, just like you sat there, Naomi, Naomi, Naomi. I know. It took me so long <laughs> to say her name properly. All right. Quick. My what apologies. is it? Brooke Danielle. Good. I almost pushed it again. <laughs> when I say quick, what is it? I'm always gonna refer to that, and you're gonna have to say it. All right, I'm, I'm down for it. It's good publicity for her, I guess. I don't know when I'm <laughs> going to say it next, but <laughs> um, in the in the finals, though, you saw two, um, I guess, very new to pro wrestling wrestlers uh, to the female what? wrestling scene. What does that mean? They're, they're not. They're not. They, they're not veterans of the ring, right? Sammy Pickles taking on Aria Condenza. Um, both have never been Starlet Champion before. The winner and your new Starlet champion is Sammy Pickles. Which I'm so happy. Either way, I would have been happy. Yeah, I mean, they both absolutely deserve it. But yeah, I'm happy to see that the two of them made it into the finals, considering that they've been with the company for. I mean, how hard they've been working for the past year. Yeah, they've both oh. been. They've both improved so much too, and it's yeah. like it's crazy they're, to see. Everything. They're still in their rookie year, right? I believe so. Yeah, that's what I mean by like being new and everything. They're still in your, their uh, rookie years, so it's it's awesome to see Sammy Pickles pick up her first championship victory. It's unfortunate that we couldn't be there in person to uh, witness it or congratulate her on this victory. Yeah, and I'm sure that this isn't the end of Condensa. She is a she's a powerhouse in this Starlet division, and I don't think that anyone. I think that everyone's going to have a difficulty a difficult time with. 
defeating her. Absolutely. And and holding her back from becoming that starlet champion. So we are bound to find out how this is going to break down. Yeah. You also had Pro Wrestling Gorilla taking place last night as well. Uh, the Beaver Boys made their debut at PWG. Which is uh, awesome for them. I know. We are so ecstatic for them. Unfortunately, they you, did you lose. sound it. <laughs> I know. They did lose to Chuck Taylor and Trent. But still, it's a debut, which we are very happy for. Uh, some other matches. ACH defeated AR Fox. Ricochet defeated Matt Seidel. The Young Bucks defeated Monster Mafia. And in the championship match, Roderick Strong retained his championship against Trevor Lee. So awesome PWG coverage right there, right? I exactly. Guess. Maybe 30 seconds. <laughs> I think maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe not maybe, even. Yeah, maybe maybe the Divas championship the Divas match on Monday Night Raw got more time than Quick, that. Quick, what is it? Brooke Daniel. Ah, you did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen. <laughs> That's funny. It's my speech problem. Lay off. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. You can't now, blame everything on your speech problem. I usually do. That's my go-to. It's like, why did you overcook this egg? I have a speech problem. <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself. It's my speech. I'm sorry. It's like, why did you not DVR this this program I asked you to, Dave? I have a speech problem. Did That's you, why. Did you mail out that really important le- the really important letter? What color? I, I, I have a speech problem. I, I couldn't do it. What color is the dress? I, I don't know. I have a speech problem. Leave me alone. <laughs> right. That's funny. All right. So let's get on to some upcoming events that are taking place. On March 6th, Northeast Wrestling in Waterbury, uh, Connecticut. Really? You're going to be, yeah, I almost said Kentucky. <laughs> WrestleFest is going to take place. You're going to be seeing Warbeard Hansen versus AJ Styles. Why don't you say WrestleFest 19? No, I didn't even look at it. Yeah. I cut it out. WrestleFest 19. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, we're going to see Matt Hardy versus El Patron Alberto. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. That's, it sucks that he's, that it, like you can't go as Del Rio. I know. Because that's that, such... That's going to be a cool match, Matt Hardy oh, versus yeah, uh, Del Rio. But as far as like an indie name, it's like, that sucks because that was like one of the... That, that could be one of the biggest like crowd things. I know. In general is Alberto... Del Rio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be uh, having a I Piper. I didn't really have to, have to lay that down. but yeah. They're going to have a Piper's Pit with Hall, WWE Hall of Famer Rowdy Roddy Piper with his guest, the one-man army, Brian Anthony. And the one-man army, Brian Anthony, is going to be actually taking on WWE Hall of Famer and current SmackDown commentator Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah, you're also going to be having Harlem Heat there and a few others, a lot more. Harlem Heat are working it? Uh, I don't believe announced to, but they may. Oh, that's weird. Um, it's weird how, I guess, uh, Harlem Heat, actually, we didn't even say that. For, uh, what is it, ROW, they defeated the Heavenly Bodies, Justin and Mark Carino, yeah. to regain, or not regain, to capture the ROW Tag Team Championships. So now I assume they're going to be... I guess reuniting and tagging up again. Why not? Yeah. We also have on the seventh. No, no, on the sixth. On the sixth, we also have Celtic Clash at uh, oh, hello. the American Legion in Brooklyn, New York, for uh, Five Bar Wrestling. We're gonna be seeing uh, people like Drew Gulak, uh, Trent, JT Dunn, Papadon is their heavyweight champion. Tommy yeah. Dreamer will be in action. Sanjay Dutt, Tony Nice, Kurt Hawkins will be there. Uh, 
Uh, I'm Justin sure. Justin Gabriel yeah. was just announced. So uh, definitely check this out. I'm curious to see who they pin up against Justin Gabriel. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be an eye draw for that Justin Gabriel match with who he's paired up against. Yeah, see, and like I said, the American Legion, 5601 Avenue, uh, North Brooklyn, uh, New York. Check I'm excited out. to see some fantasy booking done with uh, Justin Gabriel now. See him put in actual matches with uh, dream, uh, dream opponents. Yeah. So, all right, on the 7th, you're going to have House of Hardcore 8. Houseofhardcore.net, you can check out. <laughs> uh, com. Quick, what uh, is it? Brooke, da- Brooke Daniel. No. <laughs> Danielle. Danielle. Yes. Danielle. You have Danielle. an aunt with the same name. I know. I dated a Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> I should know this. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, all right. So you're going to have a ton of action going on. Austin Aries teaming up with Bobby Roode to take on the Young Bucks. Yeah, we're going to be seeing a street fight between Eric Young and Tommy Dreamer, which has been building up for basically months. Yeah, you it's also been, have... Happening, Carl- ha- happened at the last House of Hardcore, I believe, and uh, also on TNA television itself, so... Yeah, you also have Carlito taking on Lance Hoyt and Matt Hardy. Uh, so that's that's an interesting triple threat right there. Yeah, definitely. That definitely sounds like an interesting triple threat. Which doesn't sound like I'm interested in it, but <laughs> I, I can assure you I am. Yeah. Uh, Team 3D will be tagging up to take on the addiction, that being Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. And if anybody doesn't know who Team 3D is, it's Bully Ray and Devon. So maybe that's yeah. where, maybe that's where your Bubba Ray Dudley is. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, anything else you got for that? No, houseofhardcore.net. Right. Check it out. Get your tickets. Be there on March 7th. Yeah. Almost in February. Uh-oh. I have to remember we're in March now. I know. Oh, no, we're not. We're still in February. No, not yet. Event-wise, event-wise, we're still, we're, we're in, event-wise, we're in March. Yes. Yeah. Um, March 7th, Valkyrie, uh, Valkyrie 5 will be taking place in Valhalla, uh, Valhalla, Staten Island. Wait, no, what? Valkyrie 5, it's, the event is called Valhalla. Oh, it's now in- we can't pronounce things, right? <laughs> And it's going to be taking place in Staten Island. I do, and I'm colorblind, so lay off me. I have not once ever heard you have a speech problem, so you can be making that Are you serious? Yeah, absolutely. You're too nice, thank you. No, what the f- <laughs> are you kidding me? I took speech, like, throughout my entire uh, childhood, I was in speech. What did you have to do? Uh, they used to put peanut butter on the roof of my mouth. No. Just, yeah. So, <laughs> that, 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 no way, that's how they do it? Yeah, that's one of the practices. And now you're allergic. Look at that. Yeah, go look at that. The irony. But why peanut butter on the top of your mouth to get your? I don't yeah, know. I think just to get your. Uh, what did you sound like as a kid? I don't even. I don't remember you sounding video. weird. Not, not that it's weird. To have a <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Staten Island Valkyrie ValkyrieWomen's.com. You're going to be seeing the Queen of Valkyrie champion Casey Carlisle taking on Bonesaw Jesse Brooks. And a ton more following that event, right? You, yep. Did I give you anything for this? No, we got the Warriors of Wrestling event. Yeah, taking place in the same location. Yeah, which is warriorsofwrestling.com. You can check that out. We're going to be seeing Rude Boy Riley taking on Ken Anderson. Yeah, Rude Boy Riley is Anderson. definitely a wrestler you should be paying attention to. Yeah. Um, you're also going to be seeing the Heavenly Bodies, Matt McIntosh, the tag team champions, EYFBO, and a ton more. So go check out warriorsofwrestling.com. 
Yeah, uh, we also have on the 7th, Right Coast Pro in Newark, Delaware. Yeah. That's rightcoastpro.com, by the way. We're going to be seeing Damian Gibbs, Chris Steeler, Bobby Wayward, many, many more. So yeah. definitely definitely check out that Right Coast Pro event in Newark, Delaware. In the championship match it there, you're going to have the RCP champion, Aaron Stride, taking on Ryan Rush. So for sure, like Brandon said, rightcoastpro.com. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, on March 8th, we're going to be seeing Evolve 38 live in Deer Park at the MYWC Sportatorium, which I have to say I hate that all the places that cover it just call it the Sportatorium. Huh. And it's like, it's clearly the MYWC Sportatorium. You could just say it's at the MYWC Sportatorium. That's weird. But we're going to be seeing matches like AR Fox versus Trent Beretta. Anthony Nees versus Matt Cage. We got Drew Gulak taking on Chris Hero. And in your main event, you're going to have a steel cage match for the uh, a non-title match. The Evolve champion, Drew Galloway, taking on the full Impact Pro champion, Roderick Strong. So yeah. that's going to be eventful to check out, WWNalive.com. Yeah, it's right in everybody's backyard on Long Island. So if you're, uh, Heck yeah. if you're not busy, see. definitely check that out. For sure. Yeah. What else he we have? On the 8th, you also have two CW super kicks in the southern tier. Uh, in Binghamton, New York, you're going to have Brute Van Slyke taking on Chainsaw Joe Gacy. Yeah, we got a no DQ, no count out, false count anywhere match between the Dudley Boys, which are the champions there, uh, taking on the Young Bucks. That's a very interesting matchup. To yeah. I guess contrasting. Uh, I guess that that styles. would be a dream match for some to to yeah, witness. I guess. Um, you also have two CW champion Captain Nick Ando taking on Hybrid Sean Carr, and a ton more in action. Warbeard Hanson. Go check out two CW Wrestling dot com for more information. Yeah. Now it's time to move on to some shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us during the entire week of professional wrestling. That sounded, That's right. That sounded, uh, I like that, the way you introed that. Thank you, thank you. Um, go quick, what is it? What? I said quick, what is it? Unbelievable. Brooke Danielle. Hey, you were great that time, though. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't finish saying the name. <laughs> you didn't finish it, but. Um, good. Uh, go follow at Ryan... <laughs> Right. No, just keep going. Alright, go follow at Ryan Davis KOW. Mentioned uh him earlier today because of his comment. And you can go check him out at the Shoot Podcast. Uh go check them out. Go listen to them. Go follow at reverse NM Saj, good old Jasmine. Go follow Kevin at K-S-P-A-I-V-A. Kespeva. I'm sorry if I said that incorrectly. Go follow at the Jake Snake Twenty. Follow at Mr. John Foss, the man formerly known as John Griffin. Uh, go follow at Sinner Forty, at Evan Bordner One, and also go check out at the PTE Show. Go check out his YouTube channel. Go subscribe and also go on Facebook. Go like and go follow on Twitter 
at TeamAwesome418, Facebook.com slash TeamAwesome418. Thank you, everybody, for promoting us. We much appreciate you going out of your way to help us out. Also, and go check out Jobber Nation at Jobber Nation. Give them a listen as well and a follow. Thank you very much. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. Hey, Brandon. You got any Harmony. shout outs? Out? <laughs> Quick, what's your name? Brooke Danielle. Bam Roasted. Listen to Brandon's shout outs because when there are shout outs, <laughs> there's honey. Parks and Recreation gets the first shout out. Parks and Rec, as it quickly became known as. Uh, over the past six years, I've enjoyed the show very much, and now they're done. And I think it's going to be weird not seeing them, not seeing them have another new episode. Uh, I don't know if anybody that listens watched it, but I definitely enjoyed that show very much. So, and if you haven't, definitely check it out. I've never had a chance to give that show a chance. Well, now that it's now that it's over, I think you should definitely check it out. Yeah, well, I I still have to get through Arrow. Well, what's more important? Comedy or arrow? Arrow. Yeah, I don't think so. But up next is a shout-out going to the tallest man on earth, which not the Guinness Book guy. It's a musician. He announced a tour, and one of the shows is at the Beacon Theater in New York City, which I already bought a ticket for, and uh, I can't wait to see him play live. I've been a fan of his for quite some time now, and... Uh, I don't know who that is. I do know that the tallest man on earth is George. Like, which way did he go? Or yeah, his name is George. He was in the uh, on that freak show, uh, freak show show. Yeah. Well, this is a musician. He plays by himself. I don't know why he goes by that, but if you've never heard him sing, maybe you guys will check him out and like it. It's like very. It's like raw. It's it's really good. Not not Monday night. Raw, but mm-hmm. but the uh, the last shout out will be going to TGI Fridays, uh, which normally I I never want to eat there, but when they introduced those endless appetizers for ten bucks, like how how could I say no, right? Yeah. Which uh, this whole shout out will probably come off as me sounding super fat, but I don't really care, and uh, <laughs> I mean whatever I'm fat, who cares. And now they changed their endless app rules. Uh, they used to be ten bucks. Now they're twelve. But uh, you can now change the appetizers throughout the whole time you're there. So instead of just ordering boneless wings, you can get that. Then get the barbecue chicken flatbread. You want mozzarella sticks next? You can get mozzarella sticks next. So if you're looking for a cheap meal, and you could uh, you could down like ten plates. Go to Fridays. And Sounds I, like a winning combo. Yeah, and I think that uh, just ordering three appetizers during your visit there, I think, comes out cheaper than ordering three appetizers off the regular menu. So just definitely check it out. And then the regular sized appetizers, too. So There you go. Yeah. And I uh, guess now it's time for our... That's right, our mark out moment of the week. Dave, take it away. I got it. Probably. Oh, you do have one? 
Uh, yeah, um, I'll, 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 but you I'll, see, I'll, yours is yours is wrong because I feel like we've even discussed this on the show before. Probably. I assume you're going for the Andre the Giant thing. No. Oh, really? You're not. Mm-mm. Well, now let me describe myself or say what I was going to say. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that that Andre the Giant pedigree clip. Oh, but no. I, I feel like we've discussed that on the show even before. But no, go on, go ahead, keep on trucking. <laughs> I was actually going to go with the match on Monday Night Raw, the Usos versus Kid and Cesaro. I I marked out for. I thought it was an um, unbelievable match. I uh, I have to go with last night parts of bits and pieces. I firstly. I really I don't know why, but I just I marked out for that that the the fact that they were playing it on the scoreboard and it just reminded me of uh, an indie show or something like that or uh, an old MSG card. Did he mark out for Ric Flair? No, everyone's like, pop. oh my god! He definitely popped when every no, I swear <laughs> to God that he wasn't even introduced. His music just hit, and everyone's like, oh my god, woo! And I'm just sitting there. Shaking my head, shrugging my shoulders. I did the same thing when Morton came out. I didn't. I don't care. I don't need to see. It was cool though. It was cool though to see Ric Flair because uh, the last time, and I think the only other time I saw him, unless I saw him earlier, earlier on, but uh, as in like 2002, not like the <laughs> 90s. But the last time I saw Ric Flair live, I think was at the Garden for WrestleMania 20. So. It brings back like the nostalgia thing for me. So yes, it's cool that Flair was there, mm-hmm. but in the same sense, also for the uh, Mark Out moment of the week, though, just to, being there for that banner raising, it was so unexpected. And like I said before, Madison Square Garden. Well, I don't know if I said that before. I said about City Field, but Madison Square Garden is one of my favorite places to be. So to know that it's it's funny because. If it would be an honor to be in the arena for them to hang a like a retired number or something mm-hmm. for the Rangers, less so for the Knicks because I don't follow basketball. Being that today's my first time ever going to an NBA game or something, but it'd be an honor to be there for hockey. But given the fact that, I, or even music too, but given the fact that it's pro wrestling, and I mean for the, more than half of my life I've been watching pro wrestling probably three times my life mm-hmm. and uh just knowing that here's a place that i really really love going to madison square garden and now there's a piece it feels like there's a piece of something of me that's hanging like yeah i, I watch hockey here and there but wrestling is what i watch every week and it's like a piece of what i like is just right up there in the rafters so that's really cool and i hope it stays i don't know if that was just gimmick for yeah <laughs> hopefully it stays yeah but that was our show this week, ladies and gentlemen, and whatever else might be listening. Your dogs. I should play a loud whistle noise, but I'm not going to. Just to mess with the dogs, because I think that's not, not that they're torturing animals. It's funny, because it's not. I don't think that's torturing animals, though, right? Uh, it's not too nice. <laughs> whatever. Oh, well. You got to eat chicken somehow. But uh, that doesn't make sense. But people eat chicken. People eat beef, too. Beef is good. Uh, <laughs> pork is good. I don't eat pork. I eat pork. Yeah. It's easy to cook. Yeah, I'm always afraid with something like that. With, uh, Just, I mean, if I did eat pork, if I, well, pork, <laughs> does pork cook like steak or no? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, it, it cooks very quickly too. 
Cause like I'm always afraid to cook chicken. No, I, I, I never, I never want to, cause I don't want to undercook it. So overcook it. I'm not eating burnt chicken, dry chicken. Well, it's not, it's not dry, dry. Well, if you're overcooking it, then it's dry. Yeah. And it's funny that uh, that whole like, oh, salmonella, this and that. If you buy like organic chicken and stuff, you shouldn't get salmonella. That's like. I think that's where people – I think the salmonella thing comes from buying chicken that you don't know where you purchase from. I don't know if that's the correct thing, but that's what I think. Uh, you'd but have to consult a higher source than myself. It was me, Austin. I was behind the chicken. But that was our show this week. That end segment took a weird turn just then. <laughs> but you can follow us on Twitter at Out. Follow me on Twitter at BTTG161, Dave at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. You can go to markingout.com, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, listen to past episodes, uh, present episodes, um, leave comments, questions every single week. We appreciate everybody who partakes in our show and listens to it, puts their if, time into if listening you, to yeah. us. If you're a musician, email us uh, uh, an MP3 of your music, and we'll be glad to expose our listeners to your uh, to your music and promote your upcoming shows and everything. Yeah, and just uh, continue to watch wrestling and continue to listen to us because we like having people like us. For sure, <laughs> for David I'm, and I'm Brandon. for Brandon, we, we are marking out. And we, we wish, wish you. you the <laughs> best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a great week. Ah! Can't even pick it up on a fork. It makes no sense. Why would people eat arugula? <laughs>